deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Streetcast, the Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, what comes to mind? What's the first thing that springs into your head? Harry Potter. Okay, yes, (laughs) good, all right, Uh, confirmed, we are a Harry Potter podcast and we're ready to go. Okay, I guess what the second thing (laughs) is- I'm all warmed up. (laughs) What springs to mind when I say Dumbledore? Harry Potter. (laughs) Okay, two for two, you are correct. Um, Uh, I can can do more. Uh, Old. Yes. Um, Wise. Mm-hmm. Wiz- wizard oh yeah that's all i've got that's all you got okay loyalty oh yeah. loyalty to dumbledore <laughs> is very important and 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 i think this news that, uh, that i have for us this week might might shed i don't know shed loyalty for dumbledore into a different light um we have a headline from bustle here oh good stuff uh uh about about something that occurred over this this weekend um J.K. Rowling has uh, has let us know what her favorite fan theory is. Oh, I hope it's the one uh, where Ron is time traveling Dumbledore. No, so remember she got mad about that. So, so here's the yeah, thing. that this might be a, her least favorite. Yeah, this is a this is a um uh I guess like a like an achievement or like a milestone. I think this is the first time that J.K. Rowling has like expressed positive uh uh reaction to a fan theory normally she hates them or scorns them or makes fun of them in a chat room uh while she's named squidward um but this one she seems to really like uh the bustle headline here is actually do you want to take a crack at it do you want to do you want to guess what what they what they might have put together um jk rowling's mind blown by this uh crazy fan theory about Ooh. our favorite old wizard. Ooh, that's a really good one, but they went kind of a different direction here. It's this Harry Potter theory about Dumbledore was pretty much confirmed by J.K. Rowling and OMG. <sighs> they have so much stylistic flair that I just can't quite nail. <laughs> I will get there. Um, I, I'm going to next time will be better. But thank you for giving me the opportunity. OK, so here's the thing. Um, the headline leads a bit because I don't think she all but confirms it. I think she just this is the first time she has like not vaguely threatened a fan theory <laughs> writer with like legal action, you know? Um, sure. The tweet is okay, the tweet at JK Rowling was, uh, what's your favorite fan theory? And then peace sign heart emoji. Uh, and JK Rowling says, Dumbledore as death. It's a beautiful theory and it fits. Huh. Um and I so this is this is some I guess Deathly Hallows theory content that that, that Dumbledore is is the death from the story uh, in the Beetle the Bard thing. Um, I guess we're I haven't read it recently enough to really comment on like the validity of the theory, but it sure is weird that that's the one that she's okay with, and that like the the time traveling Ron one, didn't she say the time traveling Ron one like offended her or whatever? Well, like. She had- something to say about time traveling ron which is one of my personal favorite fan theories uh but no one asks me they ask jk rowling for some (laughs) reason um at streetcast ask 
ask us <laughs> what our favorite Harry Potter fan theories are, and we will let you know. Yeah, I actually, I it has been a long time since I've read the 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 Dumbledore is death, quote unquote theory. And my impression kind of coming away from it was never that it was like a literal theory, but more of a, uh, more, like, allegorical like 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 he fits he fits into this like 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 there's a there's the i mean it's like it's like you're kind of a level removed than you normally would be with with fiction because it's a already fictional universe that has its own like creation myth or whatever but it's no different from saying like oh neo is a jesus figure in the matrix right like he's not literally jesus he's he is a fictional character who like represents a lot of literary and like cultural things that you can trace back to yes right yeah so i so i guess i never read it as a what i would call theory maybe maybe the right the original write-up used that language to talk about it whereas say you know dump like ron is time traveling dumbledore is much more of a a true like fan theory right it's Um, a theory about like like a secret twist whereas this is more like hey there's a parallel between Dumbledore and this story which I think the answer to would be like well you'd hope so I guess like why else would you include it yeah which makes Jake Caroline's like response uh seem like it makes sense to me from her because it it seems like a nice way of her saying like yeah these books are about death like uh-huh. that, that is that is like a major <laughs> theme in the books like good job you you found it and then wrote it up as a quote-unquote theory so I'm kind of behind her on that one yeah yeah i guess i guess it is it is a lot nicer way of of letting letting someone down than like uh, pretending to be someone else in the in the in the group chat and like making fun of the theory i guess you know yeah yeah i i still stand by that she's a coward for not respecting ron as time traveling dumbledore i i don't hate the time traveling Dumbledore. Like if <laughs> if that had been the twist in seven i think i would be a lot more into it than what we got I'm I'm a hundred percent behind liking that more. That would be so wild. That would be, that would at least be like a <laughs> twist, right? And like like would because I think I, I I don't know if it's good, but it's one of those things that would like it would at least make you go back and read like all all the other books in a different light. Whereas nothing in seven ever made me want to do that. Like there's nothing that feels planned out like that. Yeah. Um. I'm just going to read the last paragraph of the Bustle article here because it is fantastic. This mm-hmm. theory being confirmed might not be quite as exciting as a new book, but it definitely makes you think a heck of a lot about the whole relationship between Dumbledore and, like, everyone else, right? Ugh, put a fork in me. I'm done. This theory is so lit and now has been low-key <laughs> confirmed by J.K. Rowling. Ah. <laughs> wow, that theory is so lit. Just and like- it has lo- been low-key confirmed. Low-key confirmed that that is one of the themes of the book. I'll have to go back and read this theory and find out how literal they meant it. I feel like maybe I gave it the most generous reading possible and didn't take it so literally. Uh, I don't know. I, I That's how I've, like, I've seen it pop up and I've, I've always just been like, well, yeah, that's why the Beatle the Bard story is there, right? Like, like, it's meant to be like an allegory for the characters, but maybe I'm also reading too much into it who knows um moving on from that moving on from 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 bustle uh we're going somewhere a little more official for the rest of our news um Ooh. 
my favorite going, website. We're going to your favorite website. We're going I to com. Great. Um, they're in the middle of their uh, their Fantastic Beasts media blitz. Yep. And uh, we've got a we've got an article here that okay, it might not seem like a uh, a Fantastic Beasts related article up front, but but I'm gonna that's gonna be the clue I guess into where it's going. Ooh. Um, the article is titled "Magical Abilities That Don't Sound All That Fun." Uh, <laughs> And it's basically just a list. Uh, here we go. Magic can be an incredible blessing. Actually, okay, I'm sorry. I need to back up here. It does not say magic can be an incredible blessing. There is a typo right in the headline, which is magic can be an incredible blessing. Hmm. But it Oops. can also be a curse. Um, so magic can be incredible blessing. For most wizards, and let's face it, muggles too, magic is considered a gift that few would trade willingly. After all, who would give up the ability to make the dishes do themselves? I have a dishwasher, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, you gotta rinse the dishes first, I guess, but I feel like that's... Maybe that's about as much effort as, as like, doing the magic. I assume magic <laughs> takes some effort. They have to go to school to do it. Or to teleport anywhere you want, or to make bats come out of your arch nemesis' nose. No one. But even magic has its dark side. Quite, I mean, yeah, quite literally in this book, I guess. <laughs> uh, and, and not all magical abilities are fun in games. Here, for example, are a few abilities witches and wizards would probably part with if they could. So the first one here is partial tongue. And I'm going to disagree here. I think that that would whip scrote. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what <laughs> i just wasn't i just wasn't you were very serious in that delivery and it just <laughs> it just caught me off guard a little bit um i know i do agree with you um <laughs> that that yeah i i do think so also if you have parcel tongue you can just not talk to snakes <laughs> you, you, just, you don't have no one's forcing you to <laughs> you see a snake just keep on walking yeah, I mean, like, like maybe, I mean, maybe you'd feel bad. Maybe the snake would be like, "Hey, got a light," or or something like that. Or yeah, you know, and you just ignore him completely. How do, I, how do I get to the train from here? Um, but and but you know, yeah, who probably understand? Like, they, the snakes probably understand that it's a little weird if you're like in front of people and talking to a snake. Yeah, I would not give that one up. And I thought that the whole point, actually, I don't remember what the point of the second book was, but I thought it was was that it isn't your abilities that that you know matter it's <laughs> your choices and i guess you can choose not to talk to snakes if you don't want to <laughs> okay number two is uh lycanthropy uh yeah again that's probably a bummer yeah probably a bummer but also kind of cool i guess the, the picture kind of badass kind of sexy yeah, yeah um, okay. definitely so definitely edgy and cool i would say i i don't i don't know if that would be an instant uh the, the picture they've chosen is i i'm assuming it's it's from a De the deathly hallows movie and it's like the bad guy who who killed lavender brown or whatever but behind him is just like the 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 dumbest looking little man in a hoodie carrying <laughs> someone and i i i really need to know i'm, I'm hoping this is unified unidentified snatcher too, our favorite character from the films of sure um, yeah uh but he's like a horrible little rat man and i don't know who he's supposed to be and it's a very funny picture um so i again i don't know i, I i'd hang with these guys i don't know if i give that up immediately number three 
a hour into Prisoner of Azkaban content. Being a seer. Hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of have to, I kind of have to not comment on that because it's really hard with where we are with Professor yeah. Shalani. Yeah. I'm unsure how all that's going to shake out. Yeah, but again, I don't know. Like, if like just on its face, like if you tell me, like, like, oh, would you get rid of being a fortune teller? I'd probably say no. That sounds pretty cool. Like, you get to hang out in in a tower and you have an orb. And yeah, but it can also be an incredible burden. For some reason, um, that show from it was like a police procedural from the '90s comes to mind. I can't remember what it was called, and it was about the guy that received the newspaper, um, but it was a day ahead. So you could look Whoa, at all the what? crimes and then prevent I've them. Never heard, I, what is I can't this? I can't for the life of me remember what I've it was called. Never heard of this. I don't I don't think it was good. I I wouldn't uh, tell anyone. I I'll 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 look I it up during the break. About, I thought you were about to say the mentalist, and I was like, no, the whole point of that is that he's making it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't I didn't want to like ruin your interpretation of the mentalist. <laughs> hate to break it to you but he couldn't actually see the future <laughs> or the guy from psych <laughs> oh no psych isn't psychic um no i didn't know that no this was yeah. a real um <laughs> I, I a real show of about a person i don't even i don't i didn't even watch the show so yeah but he gets gets the newspaper like a day early and so he sees all the crimes and then has to go stop them and i'm just saying that being a seer might be an incredible burden yeah or you could i mean kind of like snakes you could just like not tell anyone like if you were a seer you could be you'd be really good at like sports betting you could be pretty good at like uh i don't know like like as long as you didn't like make it obvious to people like you don't i guess you don't have to be like outwardly like ooh, i can see the future i'm going i'm going to tell you that that show was called early edition i had to look it up because what? i felt like I've i, I felt like I, was, I felt like i was losing my mind i was like wait was this real <laughs> uh, it, never... it ran <laughs> it ran from 1996 to 2000 wow i okay i watch so much garbage tv and i've never even heard of that like yeah. i've watched all of manimal and i've not seen that so that's yeah. impressive yeah i i don't i feel like you know, it's a weird reference for when, like, I think about the burden of being psychic. The first thing I think of is early edition. <laughs> it's early edition. Very <laughs> good. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Um, number four on the list is legitimacy. Uh, Again, you can just not do it. You can just this not. This is what I don't understand about it. Like, I, I guess the, the one that stands out is, like, being a werewolf. You can't yeah, not be a werewolf. Yeah, because you can't hide that one so good uh but yeah like legitimate you could just i mean like we've seen queenie you know fucking go for it with legitimate's on but you don't have to i I would actually strongly like 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 advise not behaving like queenie yeah it's like an invasion of privacy for sure don't do that to people that's like that's (laughs) i mean you're like um you've put like spyware on someone's computer when you do that. It's just not, <laughs> it's not a good thing to do, which is why in fantastic beasts, I thought that was going to be a plot point. And guess what? It's not. It's at not. All. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to not be a problem. Like I said, I mean, spoiler alert for our, for our, our Patreon bonus content that you can go and, and give us money to listen to right now. I'm still 
firmly, firmly in the camp that there will be a, uh, a, a, a part where she reads the bad lady's mind and like makes a joke about her, her being gay or whatever. Like that's, that's going to happen. That's the only time it's going to come up in the second movie. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I agree. All right. Last on the list. Uh, <laughs> and this one I do agree with, but I think I would like to, um, uh, I I don't know if I agree with this being considered an ability, uh, but this is this is the drum roll for here's the Fantastic Beast content. The last one is being an obscurial. Um, don't know if well, it's really you, an. Ab- can you please read me the headline one more time so I can I can put that into context of what they're trying to say? Magical abilities that don't sound all that fun. Okay, it's not an ability. I mean, no. I, I guess it's. I thought it's like it's inherent. A metaphor for abuse. Like I thought that this is the thing is when we watched the first Fantastic Beasts, I walked away with a very different idea of what an Obscurus was because I thought that once you became an Obscurus, like you died. But I guess mm-hmm. that's all out the window with the second one because that's what's true. his name is fine. But yeah, that's not really an ability. And also, like I have to, I have to be go easy on the Pottermore writers because I'm sure, like I'm, I feel bad for whoever had to write this article, and it's like, oh shit, I have to write this stupid thing. Oh I have, yeah, I... I have no content. But like, it seems like it's so kind of like some of these miss the point of them completely, which I would say like Werewolf misses the point, which is that, <clears throat> excuse me, like this the whole point of the werewolves is that they're oppressed right and that's bad the solution isn't like god there shouldn't be werewolves or you wouldn't want to be a werewolf because they really get fucked over huh and like obscurus (laughs) is kind of the same thing and then all the other things on the list are just like things you could just choose not to do yeah Or, or or and also things that seem pretty cool again talking to snakes seems pretty badass uh yeah uh, being a seer seems pretty cool. Just don't, maybe don't make a career out of it or whatever. But yeah, the rest of these, yeah, I don't know. This is a big buildup for, because the, the last paragraph here is all T's like, we don't know much about them yet, but but one thing's for certain, it's in the fucking movie that's coming out. So, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd call that a slam dunk. It is my favorite website still, um, but I'm a little iffy on that, on that article. Yeah. Oh, nothing, nothing can take take its status as favorite website away. Uh, no. Well, that's all I have for news. Shall we move to our reading for the week? Yeah, let's do that. I will start us off for chapter 15. Hey there, sports fans. This one is called the Quidditch Final. Woo! Woohoo! So the first part of the chapter it does not have a whole lot of Quidditch, and so this is kind of like a catch-up for all of the plot stuff that's going on because in the last um you know chapter i think or maybe the one before we found out buckbeak is is going to be executed and we find out we we get a letter at the beginning of this one from hagrid that says the buckbeak is is going to be killed but there will be an appeal that's going to be at hogwarts and ron says that he'll help with the trial this time and this makes hermione kind of like have a little bit of a a breakdown she hugs him and says you know i'm so sorry about scabbers you know you get the idea that she's been very overwhelmed and she's crying and and they make up basically they talk to hagrid and care of magical creatures later on because they can't go and meet with him uh because of the increased security because of Sirius black he explains that the committee for the disposal of dangerous creatures 
basically voted against Buckbeak just because they're in Lucius Malfoy's pocket. On the way back to the castle, Draco is gloating and and calling Hagrid pathetic and and being a big jerk. And then we get the the famous you know Hermione hits hits Draco scene. After that, they go to charms and it's a, a cheering charms lesson. But Harry and Ron realize Hermione's not there, and they're like, "She was right behind us. She walked with us to class, but where did she go?" They find Hermione before divination and she's asleep. She can't believe she missed charms. They, you know, kind of do the like, what's going on routine again about, about Hermione. They go to divination and they start a crystal balls unit. And, and Trelawney's kind of in, in top form in this class and is, you know, saying that, that she foresaw that crystal balls would be on the exam. And Hermione gets like more and more agitated throughout. And is like, she's a fake. It's phony. She gets really frustrated. And Trelawney eventually comes over and says, I, you know, you don't have the sight. You have a mundane mind. And Hermione has had enough. She says, fine, this is all, this is all bullshit. And she walks out of class. Um, Ron is doing a ton of research about hippogriffs. We, we see him afterward pouring over, uh, books about about hippogriff trials and in hippogriff things. Harry has to go to Quidditch practice every night. He's always always doing that. It's revealed to us that to win the Quidditch Cup, Gryffindor has to win by two hundred points against Slytherin. Um, and and this is kind of goes on for longer than I took notes about it. Uh, but <laughs> but the uh, the the night before the. The Quidditch game would sends them all to bed early, so they'll they'll be you know bright eyed and bushy tailed for the match. Harry wakes up, you know, very nervous in the middle of the night, and he is having nightmares about Quidditch. He goes and and looks out the window and sees Crookshanks, but then a big black dog starts walking beside Crookshanks, and Harry kind of has a little a little like. What, it can't be a grim if Crookshanks can see the dog and he tries to wake up Ron and Ron doesn't wake up. And so no one else sees and then they've vanished. But we can't think about that mystery too long because we've got a Quidditch game in our hands. I'm not going to summarize everything that happens in the Quidditch game. Thank it you. Is, it, is, it is a very uh, nasty game. Lots of fouls, lots of Harry flying around and and doing Quidditch maneuvers but Draco, you know, he sees the snitch and is going after it. But Harry has a really fast broom and is very good at diving. So he catches the snitch first. <laughs> uh, and, that's, and that's how they win the cup. And they win by 200 points. The important part of the Quidditch game is the final thing, which is where Harry thinks to himself that, um, like, he's so happy. This is the best he's ever felt. And if there were Dementors around, he could summon the best Patronus ever. And that's the end of the chapter. So... <laughs> um huh Hermione and Ron sure made up fast yeah I've been contemplating this because I'm wondering if this is you know like we're we are rereading the book and we're rereading it two chapters at a time which is like mm -hmm. not ideal I would say it's definitely ideal for a podcast format like we're doing but I'm like is this like makeup scene like suffering my method of reading the book right mm -hmm. now or is this incredibly a cop-out it sure i don't know i 
like I think it's a good moment. It just sort of comes out of nowhere <clears throat> and then they don't continue talking about it. Like Yeah. Like she just says she's sorry and he just kind of sheepishly goes, "Oh, well he's old." And they don't like hash it out at all. And I and I get that like in the moment they're more concerned like they're putting everything aside and they're more concerned about Hagrid's problems, right? But like they still it still just feels like it's being like like you know hands dusted like well and that's the end of that conflict like 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 nothing really got resolved they didn't talk about anything neither of them grew or like changed so far and like maybe maybe this will come up again or you know we've still got chapters to go but yeah it it definitely just felt like shuffling it out of the way because it's time for the climax of the story yeah that's how it felt to me too i'm i'm glad that you also noticed that i guess i was worried Mm -hmm. that it was just like me because i think that there are some some genuinely good things about that scene and i and i can almost break it down into like the pros and cons of them just making out out of the blue and like i guess like my generous interpretation of this is that we have been on a trajectory from hagrid talking to harry and ron about hermione that what we as the reader are supposed to take away from this is that Hermione and Ron's friendship is more important than this conflict that's going on, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause like, I, I do, I don't want to say like, it's bad cause it's not. And I like, I, I think it, it's a very like well-written moment. Like I was definitely emotionally moved by like the, description of what's happening you know uh-huh. yeah and like but like that all that also like when i zoom out and i think about like like why that is i think that's more just like because the imagery is is good like 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 it's it's it is a good portrayal of a of of an emotional moment between two people but the it it's it feels a little surface level because it's it's like a very well presented thing where none of the underlying like like drama between them has i wouldn't i I wouldn't even say like has been resolved like hasn't even been verbalized really like neither of them have have said to each other what the problem is really uh they've just sort of like spoken to haggard about it separately and, and it just it just like like and, and and like Hagrid isn't even there to like mediate it or anything, you know. Like 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 th- this is just a thing that happens kind of spontaneously. And I think that in a broader context, I was almost wondering if this was like going to be a um, like maybe just sort of like a f- not, not false is the wrong word, but like a hasty like makeup because the rest of the chapter goes out of its way to show us that like Hermione is just like fucking at the end of her rope right like like mm-hmm. completely strung out and like maybe this is just like her breaking down and 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 like like just just kind of shuffling this one away. I, I don't know how to feel about it i guess i yeah i i have a hard time kind of parsing why this kind of fell flat with me i it really does feel like the we got some kind of muddied waters with the firebolt issue because mm-hmm. 
like I was okay with that as an escalation of the conflict as in like Ron and Harry are already mad at Hermione about something else. And this is just like another, another thing. And then the story kind of converts it during that conversation with Hagrid about being like about petty stuff, I guess, or be like, I didn't, I thought your friendship was stronger than this. And it's, it's a, like, it doesn't feel genuine to me because it feels as if that letter hadn't arrived at that exact time. That, right. That this wouldn't have happened. Um, well, bef- and I'm be- still, I'm still on the thing that we were talking about last week, which is like, I don't think this is that petty. Right. I, I, yeah. As far, like, as again, as far as we know, Hermione's pet killed Ron's pet and Hermione just kind of, made excuses for it like i don't think that's petty of ron really i think ron's behavior has been slightly petty like Uh in the proceeding but like the actual core issue i don't think is that simple at all um and i i i don't think it's something at least you know in my shoes again I, i think you were you were saying something like this like like if i was in ron's shoes in in this case i would not know how to feel like if someone was like cat sitting for my cat and my cat died or whatever but for some stupid reason like i would be pretty upset right like yeah like, it's, like that seems I, reasonable I, <laughs> yeah like I, like I don't know i i don't know i ron, ron is ron is very is very scornful and mean to Hermione and like he should definitely apologize for that behavior but like the core issue never gets resolved here they've just kind of decided to let bygones be bygones randomly and it's weird yeah I I I, I, it it just it just feels like clearing the stage for for the climax of the story yeah definitely I I guess like my other thing that, that comes right after this is that I I I guess to its credit, I will say one thing and it's that there was a previous time that Ron said that Hermione just needed to say she's sorry. And she does say that. She says, I'm sorry yes, about Scabbers. So true. that's I think that's probably that's a good moment. Um I don't understand like Ron's character here. Um I think it's good that he forgave her. I feel like it moving right into him being like good and doing research research for Buckbeak is really unbelievable. I have a hard time believing that from That's him. Really- I don't know where that comes from. It just seems I, like it's kind of out of nowhere. I have a I have a problem with with the priorities of the Buckbeak story. Uh and I am I am confused as to why the story thinks that the most interesting thing that we can we can like read about to feel sympathy for Buckbeak is to read about like well there have been a lot of trials and books that they're reading about as opposed to like like we don't know Buckbeak Buckbeak no. I I've I've compl- I guess like I had like in my head just memories that were completely false of like Buckbeak being around a lot more and he he's really not like he's in that he, you know he's introduced in the scene where he you know gores malfoy mm-hmm. and then there's like a he's there for a joke in hagrid's hut for the purpose of illustrating that pe- like the irony of hagrid saying people are stupid about their pets and that's like it yeah like 
Like the most characterization Buckbeak gets is uh Buckbeak enjoyed London in that letter, which <laughs> like I wanted I wanna know more about that. Like what did he did he visit the tower? Did he like go clubbing? Like what did he what did Buckbeak do in London? That sounds awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah i and i guess that's like really kind of the crux of my issue which is where it's like other things are happening in the story and with like ron and hermione's conflict but at every point like a a letter arrives about buckbeak's trial (laughs) yeah this multiple times this is this is something that's happened many times it always happens in the um we've brought this up before jk rowling's stylistic like television smash cut like mm-hmm. like oh but the letters here um that she does and <laughs> to me to me, <laughs> to me it feels almost more like like uh, like uh like in a like in an rpg when you like buy dlc and like the only way they can introduce the quest to you is like through a pop-up where it's like oh you hear a radio signal coming from haggard's hut you better go (laughs) check it out like yeah and i you know i think that it works in like kind of a funny like uh, we've had many of these moments that like feel very funny and kind of like almost sofa opera esque Mm -hmm. um for these characters but it almost just feels like at this point it's like resolution or like feeling like like this resolution for these characters is going to happen is snatched away from you like and it feels really not satisfying i guess yeah yeah also like okay so we're supposed to sympathize with like the hermione and hagrid side which is that like oh crookshanks just behaved like any animal would like your friendship is more important than animal right But also we're supposed to like deeply sympathize with, and I do, but mostly because I just think hippogriffs are really cool and not because of anything in the story. We're supposed to sympathize heavily with Buckbeak who like also kind of just did what animals do. And like, I'm just sort of like shrugging my shoulders at like the story's presentation of like, like why they care so much because we've also just gotten over a a like chapters long plot line of like why do you care so much about your pet yeah it's like it's kind of like which is it like i don't know yeah i think that the the animal thread running throughout this entire book is probably the most mishandled yes yeah, because it's sure. really like if you had asked me before we started reading this book like what is like a major th- theme or like a thing that is is like a a story that multiple characters are going through i wouldn't have said like animal death but (laughs) but it's but it's true um Uh, yeah and but the like what it's saying seems to differ yes like based on nothing yeah it's it's very muddled and confusing and it's definitely like this is no obviously this is nowhere near as bad as like the firebolt chapter that we discussed last <laughs> week but we're still i feel like we're definitely still in just kind of like a rocky this chapter at least is rocky i think with this stuff like yeah i mean this book is all about people's relationships with their pets ron's with scabbers hermione's with crookshanks and harry's with his firebolt um <laughs> uh 
Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Um. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that's that's it. I've I've cracked the case. You've, this is you've... this is my fan theory. This is send that to J.K. Rowling. Move over Dumbledore <laughs> death theory. <laughs> the fireball is Harry's beloved pet. Um. So yeah, Quidditch. Huh? Uh, I well, guess that's, yeah. that's jumping ahead a lot. We're good. I, we've got we've got we've got some we got a little bit. Uh, we got Trelawney content. We got Trelawney content. Yeah, I, yeah, sorta. Hmm. She says orb. Look, I loved it because she said orb like five times. She did say funny. orb five times. She's very funny in this scene. I can mm-hmm. feel her creeping her, toward being a like a joke character. I guess. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed uh, this scene. But this is also like the map of things to come, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about divination because when I was reading this scene, um, I had two takeaways that I don't know if were intended, and I'll, I'm curious if you had these takeaways too. Um, one, divination sounds like meditation, but magical, um, <laughs> which to me does not seem that far fetched as right, a concept, yeah. like as a magical concept. Uh, you know, that just doesn't that doesn't seem that out there. Um, right. I, I like it just sounds like you're meditating in front of a crystal ball um, and you're and you're a wizard. So you might see some stuff. Um, yeah, it's the part where they treat it like it's just obviously fucking total. Obviously, the this. stupidest shit in the world. But and then there's like... that like there's that line about like lavender and uh, was it Padma? Pavardi. I think it's um, Pavardi. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, and they're like scandalized by Harry, Ron, and Hermione, like laughing and making fun of Trelawney. But to be on, and I think I'm supposed to be like, ha, like silly girls, like silly divination yeah, girls. I'm on their um, side. I am on their side. I feel like Harry, Ron, and Hermione are kind of being little shits. I don't know why they can't <laughs> open their mind. Like, I don't especially know, I, because they're all fucking wizards. Like, right? I understand. I understand if, like, in real, like. Like, I, I, I don't know, disclosure, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I, like, believe in, in, in magic, but I find it very fascinating, right? Like, I find sure. the cultural, I find the cultural history of, like, you know, magic and religion and, and, and folklore super fascinating, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, like, weird. And also, I live in, like, the real world. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people who live in a world where a talking knight can travel between paintings uh, are, like, completely against the idea that maybe if you, like, clear your head a little bit, you can see the future, sort of. Like, like why yeah, is like, that the line? Right, and Trelawney says a lot, like, she's it's really imprecise, like, all of this stuff, and, and like, to me living in i also live in the real world this seems like the least far-fetched i mean again i don't I, I i don't believe in you know the supernatural um in my in my life um but this like i i can't believe that this is the point for all these characters oh i can right. turn, i can turn a teapot into a turtle cool i can ride on a magic broom cool uh i can <laughs> meditate and see like a possible future absolutely not that's bullshit <laughs> Right, and, like, and like it all comes off as like just like the word like they Harry Her- Ron and Hermione are just like 
insufferable in this scene. I'm so like irritated with them <laughs> throughout. Well, yeah, I, like 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 for me, like this would be like my like other than like I don't know history of magic or something. This would be like my favorite class at Hogwarts, right? I would absolutely be in like Lavender Brown's position at this point. Like I don't understand why it's not even something that they can like like if I in the real world who knows that magic is not real literally can like accept it on like an like like as a curiosity as like a historical culturally significant thing right like Mm -hmm. why can't they in a world where like you say they can fucking point at a lock and open it or turn invisible because they have pants that are made out of certain kinds of hair like it's so weird it's so weird that all of a sudden they become like stuffy normies in this scene yeah and and like trelawney's kind of kind of clowning it up a little bit which i I, again i think i'm supposed to what like reading this i do think i'm supposed to be sympathetic to hermione i mean i am sympathetic to her i like hermione like i don't want that to read the wrong way this is a good scene for hermione i think yes yes i do love it i mean this this whole like her thing in this chapter is that she's cracking up she is oh yeah she's losing it um and and this is like she's disrespecting a teacher she's walking out of a class that's like a cool moment for her to have um Mm -hmm. after after she's like slapped malfoy as well right like yeah she's having she's having a day yeah um i feel like that is like a little bit undermined by i'm just supposed to think that she's completely correct right Right, like i can sympathize with her and also think that she's Mm -hmm. wrong Mm -hmm. that's okay yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it's weird. I it also isn't this class an elective? Like, yes. like this is no one's fault but their own. Yes, like, like, like this isn't like oh damn the college registration website crashed when I was when I was you know or I like slept through registration. I have to take this stupid class. You chose this stupid fucking class if you hate it so much. Like, like this is on you. Uh, I just like to to. Uh, look look into our past and remember the scene in Chamber of Secrets where Harry was not interested in any of the electives at magic school. Oh my god. <laughs> He's, he goes to magic school. He Surely copied what something. Ron picked. Yeah. Surely there's something you would find fucking interesting. I don't know. God, it's it, it's a mess. This, this yeah, this we've, we've gotten very quickly into like Trelawney as clown territory and it's kind of a bummer. But I yeah. do, I do like this scene for Hermione. It's just yeah. that I think that the the way we're supposed to, because it almost clashes with the portrayal of her like having a meltdown, right? Like, like, like we're supposed to be seeing Hermione like cracking around the edges, but also we're supposed to think she's cool and right in this part, and it's just like no, she's just kind of being a jerk, like. Yeah, she's taken on too much and and is and and that's just like such a better reading of this. Um I am wondering if I'm being too hard on this scene. Like and I guess here's my example, right? I say that like Trelawney is, you know, kind of becoming like a joke character. And my the reason I say that is because there's a part where they come in and they see crystal balls and I think it might be Hermione or someone else it's like we weren't supposed to start like crystal ball reading until whatever month um and harry says like oh well at least it's not palmistry like i'm so tired of trelawney tearing up when she sees my hand um Uh and trelawney 
makes a dramatic entrance into the classroom and she says, I foresaw that crystal balls would be on the test. So I decided to start it earlier. And Hermione takes that very seriously and says, like, well, you make the test, of course, like you're such a fraud. Am I so here? So here's I read that very literally, like I'm supposed to also be laughing at Trelawney with Hermione. Is there a chance that I'm not supposed to read it that way? And I'm supposed to read this as an obvious joke from Trelawney? That's, I mean, I thought that was a joke from Trelawney as well. Or like, that's how I would interpret that before I read the Hermione part. Uh-huh. Like, like when, when I read that, I was like, funny joke from Trelawney. Like, 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 I, I'm, I, I, I'm assuming that that was what, what she meant. But yeah, then the Hermione line hits and it definitely feels like that's like it's more like check it out. Hermione's calling the professor. Hermione's on right again. Like, like, yeah. And and I don't know. Like, again, I don't want to read this too generously, but I also don't want to read it too cynically. Right. I, yeah. I, I, and I think the thing that does save this scene is um, I think that like, I, I like that, like, you know, Ron and Hermione, they're both just like completely like fucking whatever about this class now. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like that fits with their characters. I don't sure, have a problem yeah. with that on paper. Um, but I think the thing that saves us is that like Harry is also with them, but is sort of like secretly still like worried about the grim stuff. You know, like, yeah, like he is still nervous about this and like still like like there's still a little bit of tension and ambiguity to this scene and that's what i liked about the original long divination scene at the beginning of the book was that there was just this really great like like tension between like is this ridiculous or is this true or is it like half and half like like there was Mm -hmm. some really fun push and pull there that like is definitely going away but like the hermione the excuse me the harry stuff here kind of buoys it still a little bit with like a little bit of ambiguity yeah and i and i think that's also really great for his character because i think it's a um it's a moment that is easy to relate to when reading it right it's like when you are worried about something and all your friends are laughing at it or having an extreme reaction Mm -hmm. and you have to be worried privately right like that's a terrible like isolating feeling Um, absolutely and and i really like that for harry um definitely other than the insane firebolt stuff, um, I think that his characterization has been one of the strongest things about this book. Yeah. Okay. That's all out of the way. I now we can. T- hmm? Well, okay. Because I I'm sorry because I tried to bring us ahead with Quidditch and then we had to go back to divination, but also the punch. Um, because I feel like we should just put a little like it's oh, a good yeah, yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we got to talk about it because it's iconic. It's in all the AMVs. You got to put in the Hermione the, punch. The movie version is iconic. The book version, I I pref- I like the book version more because it's way more um like in the movie he calls her a mudblood and she slaps him, right? right. Like like way more like justified i think here all he's sort of doing is like being kind of mean to hagrid and she just goes fucking ballistic like yeah and i like like it's more it's more of a 
ridiculous reaction to her. Like I, I don't think I don't think it's a it's an over the top reaction to hit someone for being called a slur. I do think it's a little bit over the top to hit someone for like not liking the same teachers you do. You know? Yeah, I mean Draco's being horrible. It definitely like the the thing is is that in this book, her, the slap is fitting into her arc of being like absolute. She is. She's losing it, right? That is yeah. She's not, at the end of her rope. She's that's yeah. not what's in the movie, right? Like no. that. It's just like a totally different thing. I I will reserve judgment about the movie since yeah. we, I have not watched it in many many years. Um, it definitely strikes me as a time time to be badass moment because that's like right. that's what you put in movies, right? It's like mm-hmm. uh, that like unambiguous, just like it's the we put this this moment in the movie so that people will cheer on opening night, which is like yes, um, you know I have many theories about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this I think this is my second one where I I think that they put something in a movie so people can clap or cheer. Um, but that's not what this scene in the book is. I think I probably like them like differently. Um, obviously, I yeah. like I like the movie scene because it goes great in your "Look What You Made Me Do" AMV, um, <laughs> which is a very quality one. I encourage everyone to look it up. Just search into YouTube "Look What You Made Me Do," Hermione, um, <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, so that's that's the famous punch. Yeah, slash slap. I, it's a slap in the book. Yeah, I think it's a good scene. I I, I but I, I definitely prefer it more because like the the my favorite part about the scene isn't Hermione slapping Malfoy it's Ron's reaction of like (laughs) complete like disbelief and like he's like laughing about it a little bit and just like oh okay like like that reaction is so good it is Um, very good yeah which Uh, is a good payoff for them having made up I will say absolutely yeah uh since I feel like we were a little bit robbed of the payoff that that is like a small yeah small payoff from from their conflict um, definitely yeah is it quidditch time oh let's do it let's talk about quidditch okay well uh this is really honestly like there's no way this can be as bad as the firebolt the just like unbridled insanity of the firebolt chapter it's um, still pretty stupid <laughs> it's i i I guess let's just let's go through it point by point, shall we? So, okay. so like here's my thing. No, okay. I, I have yep. to vent go. something yes, here. Please. I have to. I wonder if it's the same thing I have to vent about. Reading play by play with <laughs> no visuals is not interesting. This is it is not fun. If like you were a, an old guy living in like the boroughs of New York in 1920 and you had to listen to the Mets on the radio, but like there is no world where this is fucking exciting. You could cut out all of that description from 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 Lee Jordan and just focus on like what Harry sees and how he's playing in the game, and it would be both a shorter chapter and way more exciting. Yes, I agree. I'm trying to find the like incredible block of text where Lee Jordan is commentating what the chasers are doing, but I'm sorry, it's like three pages. It's three pages <laughs> of Alicia Spinnett has the has the quaffle. Uh oh, uh, Marcus Flint is is going after it also but she scores uh it's a penalty throw and it's just all it's like three pages um also okay here's my uh my venting and the thing that i'm mad about the tension that is set up in this game 
is that not only does Harry have to catch the snitch to win the game, he has to do it when they're 50 points ahead. Otherwise, they lose the cup. There is a moment where Harry tricks Draco Malfoy. Yep. Uh And it's like, there's no points on the board or like 10 points on the board. And Harry pulls this like maneuver where he pretends to see the snitch so that Draco will chase after him. I know that Draco's like, mean is he just like the biggest did he not get briefed did he sleep through the <laughs> like to, why doesn't he just go like yeah man go like 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 go get go sure go get the snitch my dude and it's, like, and it's equally just like fucking unbelievable because the seekers have nothing else going on this is their literal one job in this game oh yeah i was reading that going like why would malfoy one like why would malfoy fall for it and two if he did think he was really chasing the snitch why wouldn't he just like let him go get it because they would instantly lose at that point right then it's like like, have it harry's fucking terrible at this stupid game he just has a fast broom i mean it worked for some reason i do not buy draco falling for that for one second it doesn't make any sense so like I don't even think that the tension of them needing to win by 200 points is bad. It's just that the tactics don't make any sense. Um, also, like, I, just like the portrayal of like, oh, this is a dirty game of Quidditch. Why aren't all of the players, why isn't the game like canceled? Because they're all just, they're basically just brawling, right? Like, right, like, this, this is a school sport. They're like 13. This isn't yeah. an NFL game. <laughs> right, like, like. People are, like, nearly dying. Malfoy, like, grabs another player's broom. Like, like, is this just, are there no rules in Quidditch? Is it just, is it just, like, a free-for-all aside from the (laughs) snitch? Like, like, I don't get it. Yeah, so, and I guess my other complaint here is that, um, this is what I think happened. I think that this the manuscript for this book got sent in and i think that harry won the game solely because his firebolt was so fast and i think it got sent back with a note from the editor saying you can't just have him win the game because he has the most expensive broom so right. the, so i think the diving thing was written in after because we get a throwaway yeah. line three chapters ago where it's like oh dives are harry's specialty he thinks to himself we have never seen him do a dive we don't know anything about diving in quidditch or like why does diving what, what it's diving, about like what it's it, just a direction you go on a broom like, there's wh- like, right there's no moment where harry's like i'm practicing my diving i've gotten really good at it like there's no it's just like harry thinks like oh my specialty is this and wouldn't you know it in this game you know there so the way it's written is that harry is doing something else. I don't know what. He has one job. Um, And he looks and he sees Draco going after the snitch. He's going to catch it. He's so close to it. Harry pulls into a dive. He's like, quote unquote, miles away, but he miraculously catches up. And I think we're supposed to think that it's because he's so good at diving and not because of the... It's... is his very expensive <laughs> his ex- well there is the fastest even, broom a in the world like, there's like a line that's like malfoy was fast but the firebolt was faster i'm like fuck you like like i don't why am i rooting for harry here like like uh, he's been really stupid. been working on his diving well the dive thing like again it's just a direction you go like it's not like 
there's nothing in this book but like oh like a lot of players can't handle you know dives or sharp ascents because like the g like they'll they'll pass out or they'll fall off the room or like there's not even like a throwaway excuse for like why that's impressive yeah because it's not i don't think that was in the i think that it was just a fucking broom i think that was an afterthought and then it was like oh i have to mention diving earlier because that's going to be the way he wins it um yeah so well they win so they win uh because the firebolt is really good i guess uh again i feel like this is this is sports written by an alien a little bit um (laughs) I, i don't this is the only time that Gryffindor wins the the Quidditch Cup, I think. I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they do in number six, but I can't remember because um, I've only read that one once. I, this, like, I am not going to make excuses for the Quidditch scenes. I think they are the worst thing probably in this entire book. Um, they don't make any sense at every point. Like, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, and and you were saying, like, if this was not written by an alien, the firebolt would have consequences, right? It would be too much Mm -hmm. for Harry to handle. In this one, I felt like it was going to be like, I mean, I obviously I've read the book before, so I know better, but I thought this was going to be like, oh, the firebolt is cursed and they're all they've all gone insane. This is like a Lord of the Rings sort of thing. Like, like Mm -hmm. Ron is going to bore a mirror harry in this but of course of course it like doesn't happen because it's just like the firebolt is great and that is the whole thing this is almost okay to me um at the point at the end of the chapter because even though it was written by an alien i do like that the point of it all was that harry was so happy that he could have conjured a Patronus. I, I think, I think that, that like, part's great. And I, I, I also like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's a good payoff for Oliver Wood. I think it's a good payoff for professor McGonagall. Like I like uh-huh. the, the stuff around Quidditch is so much more interesting than reading about the sport itself. Right. Like I like the sports culture stuff uh, that the books have. It's just like the part where I have to read this insane like alien soccer manifesto that i just do not enjoy at all yeah and like it's such a bummer because i think that harry finding happiness um in his own life and for something that he has done is a good place to end i hate every part that had to lead to that it rings hollow Mm -hmm. since since a huge part of that is a a miraculous super fast broom really undermines that to me yeah um but if if it were good it would be so good like this payoff is so good it just doesn't earn it at any point i so wish that he was just riding a shitty school broom in all these scenes right yeah and just like out out tactics malfoy yeah and cho chang or whatever and not just like went really fast on an expensive broom that would be so much better even like we get a lot about how harry's always at practice but it is it is in service of like almost having him doing something while other like it's not a oh i get the feeling that harry's working really hard it's oh, he doesn't have as much time to look into the Buckbeak thing. Right. It's literally like a catch-up, like, what is Harry doing while other all, this all, other stuff is going on? Um, yeah. It feels like telling a sports story is, like, extremely, like, formulaic. Like, 
I don't know, like JK Rowling, watch Room of the Titans, watch some sports anime. <laughs> like this is not complex, but typically, yeah, it would be Harry has a shitty broom and he works really hard and finds and finds happiness in his success. And he would It's not original, but it works for yes. a reason. You know, yes. like <laughs> You know, like, like, I, I get that, like, maybe you'd be like, well, that's every sports story. It's like, well, yeah, that's how stories are. Like, like, you have to have a reason to, like, emotionally root for the protagonist. And yeah. like, having the coolest and best broom just like, just ain't it. Like, like, I don't care. Yeah, and I get like, in this scene, we're supposed to not like Slytherin because they're using like underhanded tactics and also that absolutely bizarre line about Slytherin going for size rather than skill. What the? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that I'm supposed to like picture like a group of like big burly boys or whatever. Um, and I say that because it, it specifically points out that there are no women on the Slytherin team. Uh, so that's such a weird thing. <laughs> that's such a like like and there's no girls on the team either like there, uh, there are no girls and there are a bunch of big burly boys and they're mean um so it's <laughs> like it's so weird the scene is so all over the place i hate it i hate how we get to this payoff because this could have been the best payoff in the book this harry being so happy he could summon a patronus um because he has been grappling with like worrying about being in a final destination movie on the one hand and on the other hand he's been grappling with the like the issue of the dementors and them affecting him so much but he almost he wants to wallow in it because he wants to hear his parents voices so this is him like finding happiness in his his own his own life instead of wallowing in in the past and stuff that he can't he you know he can't have his parents back um it's too bad that everything (laughs) that led to that is just was written by an alien um also no one can can come at me and say that the firebolt is meaningful because of something we're going to know about it in the future right Um, yeah and that doesn't work sorry i you know if when we find out that sirius gave him the firebolt and then later on the firebolt means something sentimental to him great that's totally fine that does not work here no (laughs) no it does not i'm just imagining like a version of the karate kid where he just like gets really powerful kicking shoes or something (laughs) like (laughs) Like, does he have to train? Does he have to work really hard to be the best around? No, he just, I don't know. He just, he, he learns how to, he's, he's, this is, no, this is, the fireball is just sweep the leg. Like, 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 (laughs) this is, this is the version of the karate kid where the protagonist is the guy who figures out if you sweep the leg and, and win with underhanded tactics every time you'll, 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 you'll get there. You'll brute force your way into the top. Like, it's so backwards. I don't get it. I don't get how anyone could find this inspiring or like why. I mean, I guess you know, she's fucking JK Rowling. She's writing the third book. Like she's unstoppable, right? Like no oh, yeah. editor would be able to tell her to rewrite this, but it, it just sucks. No, the editor yes, probably uh, just got the dive thing in there. Best they could do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do. Like, I like the payoff. I like the very last segment here. It's just getting there is such a trial. 
Yeah. Also, when I'm talking about the future sentimentality of the Firebolt, as far as like things that work in stories, um, I would say like the sentimental Comet 260 broom that you won a tournament on is probably like more heartwarming than the uh, my my godfather got me this Porsche. What if what if Sirius had still gotten him a broom, but it was like an okay one, like better than a school broom, but like nothing fancy. No, yeah. But like yeah but and that, but like so like he was kind of like like harry takes it for granted for the whole story and then when he finds out who got it for him it like takes on this new meaning like yeah i don't know or it even like, could have been a story about like he has to learn how to win without his nimbus 2000 and then he yeah. can he can he learns it's, that he can this and is then the he's so happy basic, this is the plot of every fucking marvel movie like this isn't like <laughs> we're we're not we're not asking for like advanced storytelling here like this is this is thor's hammer right like oh if you don't you know like like if you need the hammer are you a hero at all it's like spider-man if you can't handle this if you you know if you're nothing without the suit maybe you shouldn't have it at all like like this is every fucking superhero movie like like it doesn't matter you know if you have a super suit or powers or whatever it's 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 what the point of harry potter is it's not what you have it's what you do right like like <laughs> God, ah! i hate this i hate the firebolt so much and i want to break it over my knee yeah use a comma 260 harry i think that's what Cho has yeah. that's the only other broom i know yeah oh the, the reasons have the clean sweeps that's right the 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 bad ones the, yeah yeah the, the, the weasleys seem to do okay oh yeah like, i, I ever... get the idea that fred and george are like good at their good at good the game yeah let's move on let's let's go to okay. the All next right. chapter i'm okay. i'm if i talk anymore about quidditch i'm gonna die yep i understand okay chapter 16 is entitled professor trelawney's prediction um we're we just won the Quidditch Cup, and Harry's very happy for about a whole week. But now it's exam time. We are. This is the first time I think that we're introduced to the OWLs, which I think are for fourth years, and uh, NEWTs, which is what Percy is taking and is very nervous. And that's the seventh year uh, exam. Harry and Ron again see Hermione's written schedule, and she has multiple classes at the same time. And they do the the same routine that they've been doing this whole book, where they look at each other and are like, "What's that about?" And they ask her, and she's like, "It's fine. Leave me alone." Um, Hedwig brings a note from Hagrid. Again, the appeal date has been set <laughs> for Buckbeak, uh, but they are also bringing an executioner to the appeal, which, you know, the, the kids talk and they're like, it sounds like they've already made their decision. So we go right into exam time. So there's kind of like a, we get like kind of a rapid fire description of all the exams that they're taking. The transfiguration exam is really hard. They're turning a teapot into a tortoise. Everyone has a really hard time with it. And they're kind of annoyed with Hermione who did really well, but she's worried it looked more like a turtle than a tortoise. In Care of Magical Creatures, Hagrid is so, like, zonked out about, about Buckbeak that they have the easiest exam ever, which is to keep flubberworms alive for one hour. And they apparently do, like, the joke is, is that they do better left alone than they do with, with people. So they kind of talk to Hagrid a little bit. Potions is horrible, and Harry does a bad job. We get a reference to an astronomy exam, which goes completely uncommented on, but I thought I'd mention it just because I always forget that they take astronomy. Um, 
there's a history of magic exam and Harry kind of references back to Florian Fortescue telling him all about the witch trials. And that's what he writes down on his exam. It's really hot in herbology class. Uh, the last exam is, is Lupin's exam and it's an obstacle course with all of the like dark creatures that they had learned about throughout the year. And Harry does great. He gets full marks because he's so good at, the, at defense against the dark arts. Um, Hermione does great until the end, but the Boggart at the end of the obstacle course is McGonagall saying that she failed all of her classes and she runs out screaming. Um, on the way back to the castle, they run into Cornelius Fudge, who is there. As you do. As you do. As And it's actually a great, well, we'll talk about it. Um, he is, he's there for the appeal. He's also there with an executioner. Harry talks to him a little bit. Um, he says that he's there because he needed to be at Hogwarts to check on the serious black situation. So he thought he would be there for the trial also. Um, it's the divination exam. It's one at a time and it's crystal ball reading. I think Harry's last in line. He goes up to, and he does okay in his exam. He kind of makes some stuff up in the crystal ball. But as he's about to leave, Trelawney goes into a trance. She kind of looks like she passes out and then she looks up and she says, I a real prediction in a scary voice. And the prediction is uh, summarized basically that, um, that the dark Lord's like most loyal servant is going to return to him that night. And he'll be more powerful than before. Um, Harry goes to tell Ron and Hermione about what Trelawney said. Um, but they got a letter that Buckbeak lost his appeal and will be executed that night. And Hagrid says, don't come. They go anyway. Hermione has to go get the invisibility cloak that Harry has stashed in the, the witch statue that leads to Hogsmeade. And then they go and they visit Hagrid, who's very upset, you know, crying, horrible, very sad about Buckbeak. While Hermione is making tea, she finds Scabbers in the cupboard, looking very bad and disheveled. Um, she gives Scabbers to Ron, they leave with the invisibility cloak once the executioner arrives. And as they're walking away, Scabbers is freaking out and trying to get free. So they have to stop. And then they overhear an axe thudding, which is, we're supposed to think, is the execution happening. And that is the end of the chapter. I just want to, before we get into it, I just want to talk about how fucking fantastic this chapter illustration is i can't even, is rat. it trelawney oh no it's it's the it's the scabbers did oh you not see it? i did i yeah it's very good he's a very he he looks like rizzo in this. <laughs> yeah it's pretty good i'm a big fan yeah this book um, has had a lot of good illustrations i think all, all definitely the best ones they've had so far this is this is i think this chapter is for the most part a return to form yeah after after some wobbly wobbly chapters yeah we got a weird quidditch thing right there in the the middle um yeah but now we're we're back i think that the hermione mystery is hilarious it's it's so obvious at this point right it's like so this, funny which I, I'm like, I don't mean that in like a bad way. Like, I think I think I commented on this when it when it was first introduced. Like, it's it's almost comedy. Like, how much of a red herring the entire mystery is, mm -hmm. right? Like, like it's so obvious what's happening, and the fact that like Harry and Ron haven't even 
gun to put it together is really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hilarious. I I do at this point think that we're supposed to know. I mean, there's like, like we've seen the schedule twice now, right? Or like three times, right? And I she's think. like vanished two or three times. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I'm really liking. Hermione's mystery and I do think you're right I think that the idea of this mystery existing to be a red herring is hilarious and very good yeah yeah like it's 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 way more it like comes off off like way more I don't know like like connected to other things than it really is it's just like no it's just like a self-contained stupid thing that Hermione's been doing <sighs> like like yeah I I'm we, very we excited to see how how we'll feel about the it being a method to the resolution of this book but yeah but but as it stands this chapter this chapter really hits all of my favorite harry potter notes which is like mundane school stuff i love all the exam descriptions Mm -hmm. um has like good character drama i think the scene at the end like like i don't want to skip ahead to it just yet but like just in general like like is really really well done the tension is 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 very well well crafted there Mm -hmm. um um yeah i don't know is there like a particular like thing in the early part of this you want to start on because there's nothing yeah it's such a it's such a list it's such a list of mundane things i don't mean that to sound bad it's actually very good um yeah uh, i thought that the all because it's just like every exam had a little joke right like transfiguration had the hermione worrying about a turtle joke and then the care of magical creatures had the flubberworm joke so I don't really have a lot to say about any of that stuff. I like the callback to Harry's best vacation ever where he got to eat ice cream and, and listen. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) What was that for? Um, okay. I completely forgot that I had this open for our Quidditch discussion and I forgot to press it during the Quidditch discussion and I just put my elbow down and hit it. Do you want me to, do you want me to say some stuff about Quidditch so you can, uh, so you can yeah here do you want to do you want to go off on quidditch a little bit and I'll... um sure yeah um looks looks <laughs> like draco malfoy isn't that good at diving <laughs> everything about quidditch has lo- has left my mind I I had it like lying. I had it on my iPad lying open, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like one of us is gonna say something funny about Quidditch, and I'll hit the hit the horn button." And I completely forgot about it, and then I just put my elbow down on it while you were talking about here, the exam. Here, here, here's another one for you. Looks like the Slytherin team went for size rather than skill. <laughs> Very good. Ah. <laughs> uh. Thank you for oh that. Oh my god! Um, I, uh, <laughs> back to exams, I guess. Yeah, um, I think I think my favorite like detail here is uh, Ron. I love in general Lupin's obstacle course. I think is the best thing here, uh, but specifically Ron getting the like being the only one who fell for the the hinky punks directions is really funny to me. Yeah, that's that's very good. I do. Uh, actually, this is a great time to talk about uh, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, when is oh. when is there not a good time to talk about Fantastic Beasts? Absolutely. Um, here is a good example of a mundane thing being a character's biggest fear, where that works really well, and it's in a somewhat comedic throwaway line that is somewhat characterful. Um, yeah. A good example of where that is bad 
um, is when <laughs> is when Newt Scamander sees the sees a, a uh, an office a desk. a desk as his biggest fear because that <sighs> would be boring and lame. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this. I thought that was a cute Hermione gag. Um, yeah, but also that's like, I think that that's a really characterful moment for her in a way that it isn't for for Newt, because it. I mean, she's obviously um, like worried about failing her classes. That's like a soup, like a a surface level thing. Um, but her whole character is like trying to find her place in the wizarding world. And I think like her fear is more about being told that she doesn't belong there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's, there's that. And then there's also the, like it, it, it shows just how like unraveled she is that like, that is, that is her truly like, like there's a little bit of humor to it. Right. That like, like, like that is her, her true darkest fear. Yeah. Is like, is like doing bad at school. Yeah, and, um, the, and, and I think like, that's like a good because like because ex- like the, the, the fucking Newt Scamander one is supposed to be like wow he's so deep and cool and like here it's like Hermione like needs a vacation yeah like, she needs help um and, and like there is always comedy in that in that stuff for Hermione like like everyone loves that line where she says I think in the first movie she says like we could be killed or even worse expelled which like everyone likes to laugh at that but but I do think it, it speaks to something deeper about her character. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe there's something deeper there to Newt Scamander that I don't know about mm-hmm. um, other than like, I don't want to be lame and work in an office. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm, I'm really just still mad that that scene is recycled for the, for the Fantastic Beasts 2 trailer. Oh, so that's why that's, so uh, that's coming out right now from me. I'm a little bit of, a little bit of rage while i read this scene <laughs> yeah yeah like it like like making lupin less unique is a problem i think um i think my other thing that i want to comment on about the defense against the dark arts um exam is that i have often seen people when they talk about harry potter they say that one of harry's like strengths other than being good at quidditch is that he's really 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 good at defense against the dark arts and like defense magic like that's his special skill and i feel mm-hmm. like i never took that away from these books and i'm wondering if i am going to more this time around yeah i um like like there's there i'm i'm curious where this goes because like it, it does sound like you know he did well on the obstacle course thing but like also i kind of got the hint or like like the impression that like this was more of like a fun gimme that Lupin put together, you know, like, yeah, like this doesn't seem like particularly advanced. Uh, it's, it seems like, cause it's, you know, there's a, it makes a big deal about like, Oh, it's, it's like really nice out. And he had the exam outside. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Like he, it seems more like he's being like the nice, cool teacher and like him pulling Harry aside and saying like, great job, top marks. That just seems like, you know, being a nice teacher and giving Harry an attaboy rather than like Harry actually truly excelling at like defense magic. I don't know. I'll, yeah. Like I'm kind of, I've kind of got like a pin in that. Like, cause I, I noticed that too. And I'm kind of curious where that goes. Yeah. I, I definitely read it more, more like the, the first way. And also just the, the Harry responding well to a teacher of that style. I think that's totally legitimate more so than like mm-hmm. a traditional, um, McGonagall type like style right. um and that 
him being more interested in defense against the dark arts would, you know, but I feel like a lot of people read it and, and see it as like Harry's special skill is defense magic, uh, which is <laughs> right. kind of less interesting to me. So we'll see how that develops. I just thought I'd mention it here because this is the first time yeah, I think that it's really been emphasized that he's he excelled at, at defense against the dark arts. So, yeah. Oh, uh, Cornelius Fudge is I, I am like the more his absurd scenes come up, the more I'm on board with him. Him just showing up in stupid places it's is hilarious. starting to grow on me. I'm, I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. Um, obviously, he's supposed to be the, like, bumbling politician guy. Like, I understand that it's supposed to be a joke. At some points, it has seemed really dumb, but I'm fine. I'm, I'm getting on board with Fudge just, like, being, like, self-important but showing up to dumb stuff. Uh-huh. I, I, I think this scene in particular is good, and I do like the throwaway line about, like, ron and hermione not being on first name terms with the, <laughs> with, with, the, with the you know with the pr- prime minister so they're just kind of like awkwardly standing in the back like yeah. i like that yeah while harry is just like talking to the president mm-hmm. yeah like there's there's this is like the good version of the hagrid like like clusterfuck scene where like it having like an absurd a range of characters is like like good for the scene i think like like the mm-hmm. fact that it is kind of farcical works here because it's like the, the the prime minister is talking to a 13 year old kid while like like vincent price and a guy with a giant axe is standing behind him like it's very it's very funny like it's, yeah. a, it's a good image mcnair is a is a character that's going to keep coming back uh he's also a cartoon executioner i am i i am literally picture, picturing a cartoon when he is described i think mm-hmm. he's got like a mustache i do picture him in the executioner's hood although i don't think that it says that he's wearing one and he's like thumbing his axe like okay no can we talk about that line because it, it it's it mentions that they noticed that he was thumbing like as if like a headsman's axe is just something small that you like oh he's got one of those like like that would be a huge <laughs> fucking axe and he's just like, like like a headsman's axe for killing a like beast of burden like yeah but i think it's like, like it's, it's literally horse-sized right like he's beheading a horse later yeah uh, <laughs> It's like, oh, I just happened to notice that you have this gigantic fucking axe here. <laughs> yeah. I, was it described as being on his hip? Yeah. Yeah. He's like thumbing it and it's on his belt. Maybe it it's says, a mad. Which... Maybe he's, sh- he's shrunk it down because he's, uh, uh, he's a wizard. I don't know. It's it's yeah. very funny. It's extremely yeah, it's stupid. Just, Not in a bad way. A, oh. Yeah, it was just a bizarre way to describe it. Like, like, oh, just happened to notice that there's a there's an axe here. Like, I feel like that would be like, you know, I have trouble remembering a lot of things. Like, I don't, you know, eye colors. A lot of people like like are, are recognize people by like, you know, they can rattle off eye colors and, and and that kind of thing. And like, I'm very bad at that. I will say, if I met someone who was carrying a giant axe, I would probably notice that first. Yeah, I I'm going to relate this back to a time um, where I lived in a state capital around the time that a lot of the like guns rights protests were happening. Uh-huh. So a lot of those like open carry guys would show up at the state capital and like mm-hmm. stand there with like their I, I don't know their their guns and their dumb hats. Um, and uh-huh. I lived like right next to the Capitol building. And uh, I I didn't drive, so to like get 
to the bus, I would walk in front of the state capitol. And I feel like if I were like writing down what that experience was like, it's not like I'm like, oh yeah, I saw a guy and he had a mustache and was wearing a fedora and suspenders. And then I noticed that he was stroking his his aka 47 <laughs> right yeah it's just uh, yeah it's couldn't just, help but notice not, couldn't help but notice sir i can't help but notice <laughs> sir <laughs> yeah it's it's very silly it is a great scene though and and i i like the like bureaucratic like mundanity that this has that the that, layer like like the absurdity of the whole situation like like they had a a trial for a horse and now they are going to kill the horse like it's yeah, just very uh, and the prime minister is there for that <laughs> he's he's got places to be horses to watch get beheaded it's very funny yeah um so now it's trelawney time now it's trelawney time um the orb I'm I'm loving the number of times orb gets said in this book. Harry, look look into the orb. Gaze into the orb. Um, I think the him like 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 conjuring up the buckbeak thing is a great. Uh, this this is great for for a couple of reasons. This this goes back into more of like the ambiguity I liked because the she could be totally right. He thinks he's bullshitting, but he's also right. Like, mm-hmm. like the thing that he is bullshitting is absolutely going to happen in this timeline, right? Like, yep. like, and she, like, like, you know, it, it makes a big stink about, you know, her being disappointed that in his, you know, vision that he can't see that Buckbeak is going to die. And like, like, there's one reading of that, which is like, oh, she's just being, you know, morbid. And oh, she clearly likes death predictions, but also like, not wrong. Like, like she's not wrong, and if, if that's what she's seeing, and then like what wants Harry to see, like that does happen. Yeah, I mean, also as like as someone giving an exam, and someone is seeing something, and and you, uh, I mean, at this point, we're supposed to know that ninety nine percent Buckbeak is gonna die, right? Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, she would be like, "Are you sure?" Because right. that is the, like the most the most likely uh, result. So I mean, yeah, she's commonly morbid but she's right and, yeah, and also harry right. does give it a, a good old college try right like he, he, sure, doesn't, he does he doesn't sit down and just start making shit up um yeah he, he, he does look and like the a way, headache the way and, he, yeah the way he describes the thought process honestly like it sounds like he is just like stubbornly not admitting the fact that he is doing divination right mm-hmm. like like which i kind of like you know you can you can interpret it as like you know he's he thinks it's really dumb and stupid but like he's doing it It, yeah it's yeah um so i I like this scene and i i kind of like the prediction scene but there's something this is such a weird comment for me to make about a book about magic wizards and a flying horse (laughs) does the does the prediction come off as like just kind of corny to you well let me read it for our for our listeners Ooh, yeah i yes, I, I figure we get what two predictions two real predictions yeah. in these book series so i might as well read them for what they absolutely. are absolutely um I'll, I'll even read the lead up because we can talk about uh if it's corny but professor trelawney didn't seem to hear him 
Her eyes started to roll. Harry stood there in a panic. She looked as though she was about to have some sort of seizure. He hesitated, thinking of running to the hospital wing. And then Professor Trelawney spoke again in the same harsh voice, quite unlike her own. I'm sorry, I missed the first line, which was, it will happen tonight. And then we get all of that. Mm -hmm. The Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, abandoned by his followers. His servant has been chained these 12 years. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will break free and set out to rejoin his master. The Dark Lord will rise again with his servant's aid, greater and more terrible than ever before. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will set out to rejoin his master. Those pauses were ellipses, by the way. That's a prediction. What is happening in the scene is very cool, but there's something about, like, the specificity of it, I guess, or, like, the... I, I can't I can't put my finger on it, I guess. Like 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 what about it is is like not spooky to me. Yeah, it's a little dorky. I, I can agree with that. It's a cool scene. I just it's it's the it's the like I don't know, it's like the, the part about like like uh like the, the, the part that I like I okay. The part that I do like is I like the repeated nature, like the chant like nature of like it will happen to, tonight. Like that is really cool. I think mm-hmm. that builds a mood. It's just that then I wanted some like like Trelawney has so much pizzazz, right? I wanted a little more flavor. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean I think this this plays into a little bit of Trelawney being a fraud, right? Because it's like yeah. it's like everything else she does is bullshit. In this case, this is this is her telling a correct prediction, but it's not her. She doesn't remember it. It's not in mm-hmm. her usual voice. It's not in her usual theatrics. This is like a, you know, a, a trance prediction that she doesn't ask for or know is happening. Because this scene is not Trelawney. It could have been literally anyone. It could have been Neville mm-hmm. Longbottom doing this, and it, and it, and it doesn't. Oh and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. In fact, I would say that it would be creepier if Neville Longbottom was was delivering this. Right. Um, but this doesn't really have an impact because it's Trelawney. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. Well, it's like a character that I'm used to being so theatrical. And I guess that, like, that's the point is that, like, no, when it's real, it it, it won't be, you know. But I was like, I kind of want the theat. I like the theatrics. I, like, I, I just think of, like, this is weird that we're we're doing two Lord of the Rings movie references here. But, like, I, I want more, like, Galadriel shouting about the ring at Frodo, you know, while, while everything, all the CGI shit is flying everywhere and less, like, Here's a here's a bullet point list of the things that are happening tonight, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies and I have no idea what scene you're talking about. Um, not because of oh, you, wow. but because I I cannot keep any Lord of the Rings things in my head. <laughs> um like, hey, you used Boromir as a verb earlier. I can't wait until we get into Lord of the Rings. Like Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so no, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um but seeing as I just learned that Saruman and Sauron are different people, I have no idea okay. who Galadriel is. Um, okay, true. Okay, fair. Fair. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, no, I. Sorry for drilling that. Um, I think that the the good part of this is it being ambiguous whether like Harry doesn't know if she's just like pulling his leg because right. she's like, is this just like her thing? Like, is she just doing a weird thing for the the final Especially day? Especially because, 
Right, like, especially because, like, Lavender came out and was like, wow, that was so amazing, and, like, I can't tell you what happened, right? Like, like Harry doesn't know if she's just, like, doing something crazy for each student, right? Right. Um, so I do um, like that. Um, I, what was I going to say? Harry, prediction. I I do think it does have some consequences on her character, only because we're, we are going to later get the 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 other stupid prediction that she's made the the prophecy that's a big deal in the fifth book um right here is my small nitpick i guess Mm -hmm. you're right this is a very specific like prediction every every part of it is very like you know it's it's a time-gated prediction it's you know (laughs) a very like and the line where it says uh, his servant has been in chains for the last 12 years. I, I know that we're supposed to think that like, oh, it's it's Sirius Black because he was in literal chains. But actually, right, actually, it's Scabbers who was in metaphorical chains. He's um, in rat prison. What metaphorical chains was he in? I don't understand yeah. that. Um I feel like that's like... A, he, he can transform at will, right? right? He, could, a... he could move to... I don't know anywhere and probably just live a, an anonymous life. I don't think he's forced to be a rat. (laughs) Maybe, maybe Voldemort's like, you must be a rat. Yeah. So I, I guess like, I don't really buy that as a twist as in like with, but I mean, that's such a like small nitpick, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I I guess it just like ties in. Maybe I think that might be more my, like that's the one part where it gets like, poetic and it's wrong as far as i know right like i feel like like, there might be something i'm like forgetting about maybe maybe he is maybe 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 we'll learn that he actually is like stuck in rat form is it is it the metaphorical chains of his own cowardice i just feel like if you're gonna Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna like make a very specific thing that is like going to work two ways you have to make it work two ways right totally yeah yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Like, like, it's been a while since I read this stuff, and like, I don't know whether Pettigrew really is like, like, forced to be the Rat Man. But yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, it, it leads, it leads you to Sirius too heavily in a way that's kind of unfair as like a twist. Yeah, I, I think for any like corniness of this scene, it almost strikes me as just like this is it like the like person that like passes out and then has some like demonic possession saying something scary is pretty played out um yeah so it's hard like i feel like it's almost like a disservice is done to this scene just because of how good trelawney is normally that this is just like <laughs> right, pretty yeah. like like oh you're just i was gonna say the grudge but i guess the grudge girl doesn't say anything does she i was trying to think of think any because so. like i mean that's like a horror movie mainstays like the this is a this is a like this is a thing yeah this is a capital t thing character goes into a trance says some spooky shit and doesn't remember it like like that's not i I have traded in this bullshit before in my own stuff right like it's it's not it's not fucking original i guess it just didn't stand out to me one way or the other i i didn't feel anything about it yeah yeah i do love trelawney i think she's good maybe this might be our last good Trelawney scene, so I will enjoy it for what it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she becomes a complete joke after this. Um, yeah. And even 
her future prediction that will come up later, I don't even think involves her. Like we don't hear from her. It's just like a story that Dumbledore is telling. And again, right, it, could, yeah. it could have literally been Neville Longbottom saying it and it, it wouldn't make <laughs> yeah, a difference. It does not, yeah. It does not need to be her. Let's get to the end here. Let's talk about Scabman and, and the, the headsman. Yep. Um, so they, go to Hagrid. Um, we get a very like extended scene of like Hermione willing to go get the invisibility cloak from the statue. And I feel like the Harry and Ron being surprised that she's willing to do that is really like played up in a weird way. Cause I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> she wouldn't. Like they're clapping for her. They're like, like wow, Hermione, I can't believe you do this. I'm pretty sure it doesn't break any rules. I don't know what I don't know what the problem is. If anyone's going to yeah, get in trouble, Harry it's Harry. Want to go there? Yeah, Harry doesn't want to go there. But like, also like we've 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 gone through the Hermione uh, is actually willing to break rules. Right. Thing, like she three pun- times. She now. punched Malfoy last chapter. <laughs> she made them. She she made them make a potion that turned them into other people last book. Yeah. So I'm. I really feel like this falls flat for me as like a wow. Hermione's going to retrieve a cloak from a statue it's just another tv it's just another tv moment right like you see her like you, you see the version of this where like she disappears and like well where's hermione and then like in the act break she comes back and like has her hand on her hip and the invisibility cloak in the other one and like a bass line goes or something you know like <laughs> yeah um so my takeaway from that scene was always just like wait is it against the rules for her to be there like i don't i don't understand anyway it's like i understand why harry doesn't want to go there but like it also really just does that the old shine a spotlight on the invisibility cloak again thing where it's like here's why we didn't have that uh but we have it again at least at least he hid it for a good reason this time at least it was like yeah i don't want snape confiscating this as opposed to well i probably won't need this and leaving it on the table like like it is a step up from that that's true um i will say did we talk about this for the marauders map in that um jk rowling has said that her biggest like regret was the marauders map or like one of them because it was too Weird. it was too op basically no. yeah i don't think i i don't know that i didn't know she said that yeah um it's on not the time turner no not the time turner not the invisibility cloak it's the marauders map um huh. she says there's a little blurb on the pottermore article for the marauders map saying that that was one of the biggest challenges that she wrote into the into the book weird um weird i did not know that we'll have to visit that at some point yeah just a little aside um and and again brings me back to why didn't voldemort just make a marauder's map as big as the whole country (laughs) and find harry firebolt isn't the i'd say the firebolt is the most op thing she's written uh with the win the win the quidditch game tool like yeah but i guess it can't really solve any mysteries that's true Okay, so they go to Hagrid's hut with the invisibility cloak. Um, he's very sad. He's very sad. It's a sad. I, I really felt like Hermione in this scene because I would be the one making tea and trying not to cry. Mm-hmm. It was. It was very. This sweet. scene is really good. This scene is really good, and the the way that the tension builds. Once, so like they, you know they find Scabbers, but like Scabbers is like trying to get away from Ron and like they're like hiding while the rat is like freaking out while the execution's happening it's a really really good scene yeah um i was pretty like 
choked up. Like 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 the the way this scene ends is very um like it just it, it like builds like this really like chaotic like 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 scene with them and then the the this this like I I I'm having a hard time describing like what exactly about it was so resonant, but it was just like this is the first time in a while in this book where like the timing of something has mattered and uh-huh. like, like a scene has felt because I'm like this isn't a bad thing, but this book is very lackadaisical, you know, mm-hmm. like 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 aside from the Quidditch games, the drama is very like low stakes and simmering and like but like this is a scene where like it kind of all pops off and it and it really matters and like hits hard here yeah it's a very emotional scene and you're right it has that like that you feel um i guess like it's corny but you feel what they're feeling like they're trying to rush out of there they like hermione doesn't want to hear buckbeak get killed they're trying and ron is like trying to hold on to the rat and the rat is like squealing and and doing anything that it can to get away and they're like please can we go can we go and it's like it it makes me nervous to read and then it happens and 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 then Hermione is like, I can't believe it. She's in shock, right? She can't believe that she yeah. heard it. And it, it does hit hard. Um, I'm still I'm still on the lookout for the part in these books that's going to make me cry. I think if I didn't know that Buckbeak hadn't been killed, this probably would have gotten me. Yeah. Yeah, this... I, I, the other thing I was on the lookout here was for clues about them seeing the other timeline selves. But I don't think there's anything... I think a lot think of that the, stuff think, was put in the movie, right? Ex- yeah, to try to make it make more sense or be easier to follow. Um, yeah, I think the closest thing is there. There's like a there's like an ambiguity, like there's an ambiguous thing about like Harry feeling unnatural, or, or like had an unnatural feeling or something that like like he's like looking out. I, I, like it, it's not specific, but that was like the closest thing I could find. I was surprised. Like for some reason, I remembered that there there was like some other hint that there there was something else going on. Here. Yeah, I think the description of the of the act, like what they're hearing of the execution, um, is that's true. Very ambiguous, yeah. and like I I definitely don't like count on necessarily like if Buckbeak had been killed, a very gory, horrible a description <laughs> of what was happening um but obviously like there there would be more sounds than just what sounded like a an axe hitting a block right, right. like yeah uh, so I, I think that's like the closest to a clue other than than harry feeling feeling watched or unnerved by something yeah but it, it is a great scene like it, it's it's it has like this like spinning plates feel to it where there's just, you're just kind of overloaded by what they're experiencing in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like the first time in this book that like something that intense has happened. That's horrible. It is. It's a, it's a tough scene. It's really good. Like, like, like this, this has, this, this scene like made a lot of the previous chapters bullshit worth it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just just cut that, cut that, just tear the Quidditch chapters right out of your copy. Every everyone can just take the chapter of Ravenclaw versus Gryffindor and the uh, like the three. Yeah, you could probably take like three or four pages out of the Quidditch final. You can leave like the first yeah. half and then like maybe Anything the last that's one. Commentary. Yeah, just just rip that out. It's a good yeah, book. Still, just take it out. It really is. It's a real good book. 
Yeah, well, yeah, like like this was the part that reminded me, like, wow, this book really is good. Like, like this this whole scene is incredible. Yeah, I mean, but... like other than the Quidditch stuff, like I'm still at this point where you know over three quarters of the way through. My biggest real complaint is the animal stuff being a little bit muddled, but like it's so minor in the grand scheme of That's, like, right? Uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like compared to where we were in in Chamber of Secrets at this point, this book is like a flawless masterpiece. Still, oh yeah, right? like, yeah. Like, like it is. We're, we're, the the firebolt stuff is is bad, but like I would t- still take this book over anything to do with chamber of secrets ever again for sure yeah and and even like the firebolt stuff i can almost substitute just a normal sports story in there and it just fixes it like (laughs) just imagine imagine a better version yeah so i think that's it for me for this chapter unless you have anything anything else I i think that about covers it i think it's a really fantastic ending i i um i had not kind of realized how fast everything ramped up uh, at the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're going to be getting into, into some, some real wild shit next chapter. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to, to take a break here. Sounds good. I, I have some, uh, some fun uh, exam themed uh, activity Ooh. slash discussion for us after this. So I can't wait. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome back. We are in, I was going to say the middle of August, but I guess we're in late August, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So while we are in on su- summer vacation, so school's out for summer, uh, however, our, in our reading, it's exam time. That's right. Um, so I'm sorry to take you away from your summer vacation. And I say that as if we are in school and have summer <laughs> break, but we're, we're just, it's a bit. Um, because I have an exam for you. Oh boy! And at what my first idea was to was to present this as an exam and and like a traditional game and <clears throat> excuse me and have uh, and then score you at the end. But I think it'll be better if we just kind of discuss the various topics that come up because we love world building. Absolutely. Um, and this exam, I had to strap in to the Wayback Machine. Um, This exam is called, and I wonder if anyone is familiar with it, it is called the Wombat. And it stands for, excuse me, again, Wizard's Ordinary Magic and Basic Aptitude Test. Um, (laughs) The first Wombat, this is a three-part test. The first Wombat, just for a little background, appeared on March 31st of 2006 on J.K. Rowling's official website. Um, long gone. Um, Second best website in the world after Pottermore. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. Because um, that had all the good rumors, but it also had this test. Um, I'm going to borrow a description of the test from the Harry Potter lexicon, um, because 
when I first saw this, I was like kind of expecting it to be trivia, basically. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like how <clears throat> how can you how well can you remember specifics from from the books? But that's not what this is. Oh boy. These are questions that are more like use use your best judgment and maybe there are some context clues in the books that might lead you to a good answer. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> uh, the Harry Potter lexicon describes the questions like this. The test consisted of questions which required an extensive knowledge of canon and an intuitive understanding of the wizarding world to answer. Oh, hell and- yes. A number of the questions required educated guesses, since sufficient information to answer them definitively was not available. Uh, so I just, I just like to big picture this a little bit. This is a multi-part, fake standardized test that J.K. Rowling posted to her website. The way it works is that answers that you get, it like when you at the time when you would take the take the quiz online it wouldn't tell you which questions you got wrong and it wouldn't tell you what the right answers were at the end you would get a point system like score with no explanation <laughs> for questions that have no canonical answer oh my god um, so like basically only <laughs> jk rowling knows the actual answers to these and people had to like Luckily, the test has been reverse engineered, Okay, um, which was apparently pretty difficult to do. I got it. I got the answer key um, from a Reddit user that has compiled this test into a PDF. um, And it's supposed to like resemble like you could print it out and take the test like it's a standardized test. And it really does look that way. It's like, oh, my God, Um, the PDF is 252 pages. Holy shit. This is a this is one of the wildest things I think I've seen yet, and even oh wilder God. that it's official. I, yeah. I just like I'm sorry I'm taking so long to get into these questions, but this is just like this, this is, is bonkers. This is so bizarre. And then at the end, <laughs> and so and so they're mostly multiple choice questions. And according to this Reddit user that has kind of reverse engineered it and come up with an answer key, some of the answers are the most right and will give you four points. There is usually also an okay answer that gives you two points and the rest gives zero. So, <laughs> so this is what? like, this yeah, is serious. This is a serious one. Um, I, a little, a little fun anecdote from JK Rowling is that as she was um, composing the test, which also means that she did in fact make this test. She wrote this 252 question oh my God. Um, test. Um, she wrote it uh like around her husband i think his name is neil um but she he but he ended up failing the test for what it's worth damn Um, that's that's like the little anecdote damn neil so i am not going to take us through the entire 252 page test i am going to bring us through part one of part one which is the first five questions. <laughs> part one of part one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I th- and and I I think that we're Harry Potter scholars. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. If we're not, then who is? Right. Um. So, and I think that one of our specialties is um is magical law enforcement. Don't you? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I I shit you not. Part one. 
questions one through five um, are all about magical law enforcement. Thank God. So Thank you, gonna, JK. I'm just going to jump right into this first question. All right. And and all of these questions have the same parameters, which is going to be great. And I I can't wait to tell you them. And it's the answer is which Ministry of Magic departments and or committees would you contact to resolve each of the following dilemmas? So this is in essence a a series of of situations, and it's which cops do you call? Hell yeah, good. All right, wait on me. Question one. Your neighbor is concealing a stash of flying carpets, some of which he is allowing to fly loose around his back garden. Who do you contact? A. The Wizen Gamut. B. Department of International Magical Cooperation. C. Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. D. Obliviators. E. All of the above. F. None of the above. (laughs) Okay, this actually brings me to a thing that I've been wanting to talk about, but actually have never had like a a reason to. Mm-hmm. The the thing about like brooms being legal, but but flying carpets not being legal, really smacks of some like Native American magic is fake type, just like cultural insensitivity. <laughs> yeah like yeah i'm just I, i'm just like like why is that like 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 too many cool arabian wizards flying around like like what's the problem yeah that's yeah that is kind of a i was gonna say a weird thing but it kind of sounds like a racist thing a little bit i think uh maybe just yeah just, so your neighbor um, is concealing some flying carpets, minding his own business. What cops are you going to call on him? <laughs> oh, you know me. I'm always calling the cops on my neighbor. <laughs> you got to you got to call the wizard cops on this guy with his flying carpets. Um, um I, I, I what is the wizard gamut? I think we should talk the, about that. That's are they... the that's <laughs> the like high council of like That's like the crimes like the high crimes tribunal. Right, like, like I always thought they were like yeah, the I don't the know big... if you call them so much as they call you. You know, I don't think anyone has like a direct line to the Wizengamot. Like, sure. Um, I guess I'll take. I mean, we talk about that one first. I always picture them to be yeah, like a like a, a, a the highest criminal court in the land. That's um, like yeah, it's like the Wizard Supreme Court, more or less, right? Like that. That's was my impression. Um, B is the Department of International Magical Cooperation. I guess international, seeing as we're seeing flying carpets as not not the the noble uh, European not the noble broomstick. European broom, yeah. That, so like that would that would maybe fit. Um, um, I guess a carpet is technically a Muggle artifact, although like so is a uh, broom, though. So is a broom, yeah. Um. Boy, howdy! I hope the answer is not the international. I hope I hope that they don't make this even worse by by making it the international, uh, wizarding cooperation thingamajiggy. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to call Wizard Ice on my neighbor for having carpets. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think the I think the official sh- shrieking check answer is F none of the above. Yeah, we not, mind our own not, damn business. Yeah, not calling the cops. Um, <laughs> Um, but if I have to pick something on Don't the list... Don't forget Obliviators is an option. I mean, that what are they going to do? Make them forget that they have carpets? And then, I, <laughs> and then I get the carpets? I guess that could work. 
Um, um, I'm going to go with the muggle artifacts thing just because not because I think there's a logical reason to it, but I, I sure don't want to imply that, uh, anything, anything untoward about, uh, the, the racial politics of brooms versus carpets. Um, I, my first concept was that I was going to tally up your score at the end and give you a mysterious grade. Oh no. Um, but I won't do that. Um, okay. Thank you. uh, But I will, I will break down. <clears throat> the correct answer or the most correct for four points is the wizen gamut what the the reason that i'm really excited to do this quiz is because i feel like this t- turns all of the world building on its head a little bit <laughs> like i'm gonna call the supreme court why i so isn't dumbledore on the wizen gamut like isn't and then, yeah. and then that's what Umbridge runs too, right? Like in in book six, like that's what or five, like she worms her yeah. way in, into that. Uh, yeah, and I think we see the wizard gamut during the, like the Death Eater trials, right? The like, right. flashbacks and like stuff. Like the Hague, yeah, they're like Wizard Hague. I don't. Do they're... you think they have like a hotline? Are they I mean, answering the phone? Like, I don't know. That just sounds like you're swatting someone. Honestly, like you're, you're like like oh no, my neighbor. My neighbor left a trampoline out and it's um it's like touching my lawn. I'm going to call the SWAT like like this just seems uh, unnecessary. Is there reasoning for this or is it just an answer? Oh, it's just an answer. Oh, and if good. you would take and, and the only reason that I know the answer is because someone reverse engineered the test. So if we were taking the original, it would have no there's no indication. I'm just get, OK. I need to look this up. Wizarding High Court of Law and Parliament. High Wizard Court of Law, a jury sits. Why would you call them about this? I I guess I'll, I will say I am. Um, there, I, there's no way to take the original test. Um, yeah. I am trusting people who have. Who have. Uh, yes. Transcribed and and figured out this test. Um, it's just weird. I, I uh, just. I. Yeah. Wowie zowie. So. I, um. My other, the other point values that you can get for this question is that you get one point for saying the Department of International Magical Cooperation. You get zero for misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. Mm-hmm. Um, I presume because it's the um, flying carpet is not an artifact in the same way that a broom isn't. Like maybe if it's a Muggle artifact, it has to originally be from a Muggle and then was enchanted. Uh, I see. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess you that get, makes sense. You get zero for Obliviators, but you get two for all of the above, and you get zero for <laughs> Just none. Just call every cop. <laughs> Just call all of them. Oh um, my god. So, now that we understand the test, I'll move on to all right. number two. Now I know what I'm in for. Oh, also, this is the part where the test kind of goes off the rails a little bit, only because it will have scenarios with characters, I guess. Um, but they're represented by letters. Like in this next one, it's oh, your, no. your friend C, which is very confusing in a multiple choice test <laughs> where the answers are also those variables. So I'm going to try to come up with um, with names instead of just saying the letter. Okay. Your friend Kathy possesses a muggle penny farthing, parentheses old bicycle, that has been enchanted to skim an inch above the ground, achieving speeds of over 100 miles per hour. 
Kathy did not personally enchant the penny farthing, never rides it, and merely wishes to keep it for sentimental reasons as it was her grandmother's. Do you call? Oh my god. A. The Department of Magical Transport. B. The Improper Use of Magic Office. C. Obliviators. D. Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. E. Committee on Experimental Charms. Or F. None of the above. Why in this scenario do I have to be a fucking snitch every time? You, that's the test. That's the test. That's what the Wizarding World is all about. Value. That's what yeah, the Wizarding like, World is all about. Kathy about has come to me and, and said, "Listen, I I don't ride it, but I have this I have this I have this magical bike that means a lot to me. And my I'm already dialing." The fucking Wazengamot or whatever, like yeah, calling the Supreme Court. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not on the on the options this time. Okay, so what were the options again? Experimental charms, Muggle artifacts, magical transport, magical transport, um, um, improper use of magic office. None of the above. Is this like a two hundred fifty-two question, like like joke about how the like wizard bureaucracy is is ridiculous or because why uh, i don't know i guess in 2006 it depends on like how how far up her own ass jk rowling was very uh i would assume uh maybe not maybe not all the way completely but, but getting there you know <laughs> yeah, like but, yeah um um fuck i guess if i had to be a horrible you do. Bastard and this call is the, the wizarding world. All the cops. I, I guess in that case, it would be the uh, improper use of fucking whatever. Proper use of magic. It's not supposed to be. It's a, it's a bike. It's not supposed to be charmed. Unlike carpets, which you call the fucking court over. I'm sorry, you get zero again. Oh, you're, you're very bad at calling the cops. It seems oh, like it's, it's um, true. <laughs> uh, the top answer is the misuse of mobile artifacts office. Um, I assume because it's a, a originally muggle thing that has been... As opposed to carpets? Well, <laughs> made by a wizard. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just saying the question specifies muggle. Got it. Um, you get two points for the Department of Magical Transport. Um, but that's it. Those are the okay, only two so correct ones. Also is the context like like imagine this is a real scenario like in one of the books right if mm -hmm. you call like the second best option do they still come and solve the problem or do they just make fun <laughs> of you do, do like do they show up and go like oh get a load of this geezer he called he called us at the at the at the misuse of muggle artifacts office instead of the wizarding transport office what a plonker like like what do they do they all I, come around and point and laugh at you or like do they I mean I guess that's that's like a version of it where this is a, all a joke. Yeah. Or but like do they get or do they, or do they do the job and get really pissed you like you you should have called the fucking other office. I had to deal with a teacup that could save the horse race for now uh 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 uh, results but you know don't mind me I'll just come and fix this fucking bicycle like like <laughs> uh yeah i don't i th this is so weird okay hit me with the next one zero for zero for two yeah yeah um this one number three is a little bit complicated i'm trying to come up with names for these characters okay 
Your 16-year-old nephew, Dick, has hexed his 17-year-old sister, Eileen. Eileen has retaliated with a stunning spell that missed Dick and hit a muggle motorist who smashed into a lamppost. (laughs) (laughs) Do you call A, the Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes, B, Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes, and the Obliviator Squad? This is a very complex one. Mm. C, the Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes, the Obliviator Squad, and Improper Use of Magic Office. Or D, the Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes, the Obliviator Squad, the Improper Use of Magic Office, and the Wizengamut. Jesus Christ. Um... This is, a, this is a very hard one to read, um, yeah. like, to do in a podcast format, but it's so absurd that I had I had to, I had to do it. Okay. Um. So muggle a muggle car crashed or whatever in yep, a lamppost into a lamppost because of a charm that missed Dick. Uh huh. Um. And, but also, I I read. So they they had okay. Um, is 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 the answer here to go nuclear and just call all of them? Just be like, yep, okay, you <laughs> you, you two are going to the Wizengamot. The Obliviators are going to deal with the Muggles. The the magic crimes people are going to deal with the 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 crash itself. I'm I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with D. Yeah, so you get do, you do get two points for that. Um, okay. It's not it's not the top answer, which is the Department of Magical Accidents and Catastrophes and the Obliviator Squad. So, like, that's the best answer. But it's okay if you call the Supreme Court. Also, <laughs> you know, you can you can never okay. go wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I need I I I shouldn't waste their time. They're busy dealing with a guy who's got some carpets in his garage. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You can call those guys. Um, they have plenty of time on their hands i guess good lord um, okay so yeah you got two points for that okay one. all right good job all right. uh number four uh i have to have the new names for these ones i uh <laughs> just the kidding world, the world these, waits and <laughs> no you don't uh i why can't i come up your friends wizard albert and wizard uh, I got nothing. I got no names. Bimmy and Jimmy. Your friends, your friends, Wizard Albert and Bimmy are in. Indis- I have to pick the letter. That's my okay. problem. It's not that I'm okay. out of names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that I have to pick the letter that they got gave it. me. Your friends, Wizard Albert and Wizard Bimmy are in dispute over which of them owns a field in which moon calves dance periodically. Albert accuses Bimmy of using nightly. This is how it's worded. Accuse Albert accuses Bimmy of using nightly a summoning charm to collect the precious moon calf dung, which is rightfully Albert's. Okay. So, who are you They're calling having- on your two friends? <laughs> I don't even understand the problem of this question. They're stealing. One of them is stealing poop that's valuable out of the other person's yard. Out of the other person's yard. Okay. Do you call A the improper use of magic office? B the wizengamut? C the pest advisory board? D the improper use of magic office and the wizengamut? 
E, the improper use of magic office and the pest advisory board, or F, the wizen gamut and the pest advisory board. Uh, okay, so I, I guess I guess it's not a fluke that the wizen gamut is just like involved in fucking everything, I guess, even though it's like the court. I guess I would say in this particular case. Okay, first of all, are moon calves those goofy looking things, the giant eyeballs from Fantastic Beasts? Is that I the- think so. Those guys were cool. Was the big rhino also one of them? No. The... I mean, they're different guys. I just... It, what, yeah. what was the big rhino thing? It had a... It had a, like... Like a, like a the rhinocillator name or something, you know? Yeah. Like, it had, like, a, a name that, like, evoked something that big. Yeah. Uh, well, I, no matter what, they're fantastic beasts. All those are some fantastic beasts. Okay, in this case, I'm going to call the improper use of magic, because you shouldn't be using magic to steal poop, I guess, and <laughs> and the wizened gamut, since I might as well tap them in on everything, just in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, hey, you get two points for that. Um, oh, okay, only two, though? It isn't the best answer, which is just the wizened gamut. What? I assume what just because you just go... Of... What do they do? <laughs> uh, nothing, I guess. I guess you're just taking them right to court. Is the implication here that like you shouldn't be calling the departments? You call the Wizengamma, and then they decide the department. Is that what I'm getting? I here, have or? no idea. I would this just like so to point weird. out that in all four of these, or wasn't even an option. <laughs> okay, to be honest, I'm kind of glad. Honestly, like... no, I know. I, I just like. I mean. I wouldn't yeah. call the cops on any of this stuff, I guess, except the, like, accident that happened so that they can get, like, an ambulance for the muggle yeah. that ran into a lamppost. Is lamp there post. a wizard ambulance? Uh, or is it no, just you just cops? die. They just send, they just, they just, they just, uh, send the obliviators, they change your memory, and then they leave you to die in the street. Great. Um, no, I just, like, for all of these things, if you are gonna call the government you probably are calling the cops right yeah but it's not an option on any of these so what are the errors oh my god this is very weird yeah um i'll go right into number five because this is the only one that does have order as an answer um uh do 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 just thinking of a an F name for a lady. Francine. Francine, thank you. Which Francine fed a love potion to a muggle man who has married her? When oh, you oh went, no. When you went around with a wedding gift, you discovered that she is using him as an occasional table. Uh I mean that's none of my business, honestly. <laughs> She can do it. They can do what they want. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a that's a. Um, you know, I'm not judging. No king yeah. shaming here. Um, yeah, no. So, our answers for this because you're obviously calling the cops. You can call a the the horror <laughs> office. B the misuse of magic office. C obliviators. D the wizen gamut. E all of the above. F none of the above. Oh my god. Okay. There's so much going on. This is such a J.K. Rowling question. Um, first of all, I love the, the fact that, that someone is using their husband as a table is like the, the more salacious thing in the 
question that also involves magical roofies. Um, I mean, I think the implication is that he, she's turning him into a literal table. Yeah, that's still a little... Okay, this is fucking... This is... This is too <laughs> much. I hate this a lot. Um, Francine... Uh, yeah. Francine is out of line, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and... What were my options again? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so you can call the Aura Office, the Misuse okay. of Magic Office, the Obliviators, okay. the Wizen Gamut, all of the above, or none of the above. I'm calling the Wizen Gamut, I guess, because that's they've never steered me wrong before. Um, I really wish I could give you points for that. Oh, are um, you fucking kidding me? The best answer is all of the above. Which are you serious? Yeah, um, and number and the second best answer is the Auror Office. How do you points. call all of the above? First of all, how do you call? How do you call them? I guess I don't know that it said call. I might be using that. No, it says I, I, con. I, I, it says contact. Contact. You send an do, owl. Do you throw like. How do you if you're in an emergency in the Wizarding World and you like need to get like an ambulance or like like an Auror for something? Do. You, is there like a wizard nine 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 that they can call in England, or like do they have to like get to a fireplace to like throw some powder in so they can see a face? Do they like hope the owls go really fast? Like, like how do you how do you call? See, this is why this is why I brought up this test because I think it just it just points out this this, is... ex- this excellent world building that we have where um <laughs> you just where you build like... the world where you call the Supreme Court sometimes. You call the Supreme Court by throwing some powder into your into your fireplace. And this is nuts. This is <sighs> I yeah, okay. You're calling all of the above. So there's so a cop so the aurors are gonna like kick down her door and shoot her. Sure. Uh the the wizard gamut is going to discuss whether or not it was legal to to get married. The misuse of magic i i can't even wrap my head around like who does what in this situation and why how do you contact all of the above do you write separate letters do you is there is any there... good use of a love potion it seems like some spells like a love potion what? it's not like oh you misuse this it's like this it, you shouldn't have this yeah it's nefarious to begin with like like there's no and they have they like they teach them to make it in school like like it's there's some there's some stuff in wizard culture that is a little a little uh, a little seedy I think but um yeah yeah, no, this, yeah. Is, this is this is bizarre because like I get that like you know in the world in the real world there are a lot of departments of things like if so if you call an if you need an ambulance though you don't call the ambulance office you call nine one one and say you need an ambulance there's a dispatcher yeah um and. I hope that, like, in cases of emergency, wizards have some easy way to, like, contact who they need and not go like, oh, my leg's bleeding, I'm dying, uh, my head's falling off, I better call uh, the Supreme Court, the cops, the specific magical object cops, <laughs> uh, the misuse of magic cops, <laughs> like, like, this just seems like a, a bureaucratic nightmare. Yeah, maybe that's the joke? I somehow don't think so. Uh, like I feel like if if it was a joke, it would be like ten questions tops, right? But it's two hundred and fifty two. It's a lot. It's that many pages, and I think that there are. The, I think it's one question per page. Oh. Although it uh, the PDF 
I guess there's a page for the answer key and there's like a page that has some of the graphics from the original website, but it's pretty close to 250, maybe a little bit less. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that we have discovered this, but I also feel like this is maybe the most cursed object we have like found like a, the most cursed official Harry Potter thing that, that, yeah. that exists. It's this is nuts. It's really quite weird. Um, it really shines a light on the way that the world works or <laughs> does or does not work at all. Um, and this is the deep well. There are a lot of questions. Um, I'm feeling feel free to to veto this one um because i know we have some other ideas in the pipeline but this to me sounds like not just one but maybe multiple per part uh bonus episodes yeah uh, yeah i i think the biggest challenge of this and it was something that i went in on this because i mostly want to talk about this test because it's crazy it is Mm -hmm. hard to read like Mm -hmm. to do um in an because it's very complex like all these answers like especially the ones where it was like which combination of departments do you uh-huh. call is it's pretty tough to do uh so but but then again you know people can people can download it um and look at it play along with us um the other complex thing is that like i really have no way to check the answers like uh-huh. I have what someone says are the correct answers, but there was no way to tell for the original test. Um, the right. other uh, optional reading is the Harry Potter lexicon has a um, has an entire page dedicated like dedicated to going through each question and pulling <sighs> out any relevant canon like clues so good okay and there's commentary with like two people so anyone that's interested in that there's there's a lot there um that's fantastic that is definitely outside of the scope for this final segment however i do have a final bonus question for you all right oh Um, i'm so excited we we did part one of part one um but i had to do question number six um, all right because it's just too good which of the following should be most severely, in all caps, punished <laughs> by the wizen gamut? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a. The injury of three muggles due to a poorly performed forgetfulness charm. B. The death of a chicken due to a poorly aimed bat bogey hex. C. The use of the Cruciatus curse on a shark about to attack a muggle. Or D. <laughs> the use of the Imperious curse on a muggle mugger. <sighs> you're the wizen gamut now um okay which also sure makes them sound like the damn court and not like the fucking yeah. people you call okay um it is sad when it when a chicken is accidentally killed but also it's a chicken so and i don't think it's it was an like, accident yeah it was I mean, an accident i don't think i don't think that's the most severe sure I don't, okay torturing a shark seems insane but i <laughs> i've gotta respect it honestly <laughs> um uh if your go-to if your go-to uh to to protect someone from a from an attacking shark is to use the unforgivable torture spell um <laughs> i i'm kind of like like i'm i don't agree Damn, with okay it, but but i understand uh uh i 
uh, I'm going to say that that guy's probably a badass, and 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 I don't want to yeah. fuck with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the last what was the last one again? Uh, the use of the Imperious Curse on a Muggle mugger. Okay, the Imperious Curse is pretty bad. Um, but I think the implication, like on a mugger, is like if someone if you're getting mugged and and you want to get away, mind controlling them to not mug you seems like not the worst i mean like kind of a kind of a a, a, a wacky one but like kind of an ingenious <laughs> way to do it i guess i i would say that that's an a, a extenuating circumstance um i think that injuring muggles by wiping their brains on accident <laughs> uh seems pretty bad um and probably the one that m- most warrants a punishment because it's like you're harming people who have nothing who are not harming you like the shark's attacking the chicken's a chicken and the, the like the, the robber is trying to mug you so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with with fucking up three muggles brains i'm sorry to tell you this but you forgot that the wizarding world is extremely stupid i you're right i did i i do always forget i try to give it the benefit of the doubt every time yeah, what is you the really answer? did uh the worst thing that you can do is um uh, take the free will away from someone who's attacking you uh so yeah that's uh four points for the use of the imperious curse on a muggle mugger and also your your follow-up two points is the use of the torture spell on the shark because it's unforgivable you're right it's okay. unforgivable you it cannot un- be forgiven you, you can be, be a forgi- little bit you can be a little bit more forgiven than the imperious curse on a muggle uh, but you still cannot be forgiven. <laughs> Torturing a shark, <laughs> like, like, look, I agree, it is a crazy response. But like, if you, if you, if, if that's your spur of the moment, I've got to stop this shark from attacking someone. I guess like putting the hurt, putting the screws to it, isn't the worst <laughs> thing in the world, you know? Like, like yeah, I, not, yeah. not my choice, but I'm sorry, but it's unforgivable. Um, and you <laughs> get. Look, I- <laughs> I agree. Look, I agree that like if you really get into the nitty gritty ethics of mind control, it's not it's not great. But this is like saying that that like Obi Wan saying these aren't the droids you're looking for to those guys is like the highest crime in the land, which I just don't think is true. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Um, you also get one point for saying the death of a chicken due to a poorly aimed bat bogey hex. Uh, it's zero for the accidental <laughs> brain injury of the what? muggles due to Are the forgetfulness charm. Fucking um, kidding me? So three. You gave three muggles brain damage, and that that's a zero. I I guess it just says it doesn't say brain injury. It just says injury. So uh, it's fine. <laughs> Oh my god! I, well, I guess I guess you're right. The, the, in, according to the to the wizard government, muggles aren't people, so I guess that fits, right? Uh, a chicken is more important than than three muggles. Yeah, injured muggles, dead chicken, um, tortured Same. shark, tortured shark. I'm just trying to like like how long was the shark? Like was this just like a like a slap on the wrist? Like like you're just like real quick like give it some pain or or are they just like really letting the shark have it for an extended period of time? Like that, that that's kind of a defining factor. Yeah, this, it's I think. it's quite a situation because like I thought that part of the unforgivables is like you really have to fucking mean it. 
right? <laughs> like there's maybe there's really gotta be a better maybe there's gotta really be a better way. There's gotta be a better way. There's definitely. I mean, like like the the there. The, I think it's an urban legend, but there's always the thing about like you're supposed if you're ever attacked by a shark, you're supposed to punch it on the nose, right? Right. Like, yeah. Like maybe you could like expelliarmus it on the nose, like get, get Harry. But Harry is an horror. Call Harry. Uh, no, you will... you only call the aurors for um, uh, the love potion used as a table <laughs> situation. Did you not learn anything? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, I know we're running kind of long. The other thing that I want to say, like the one thing I want to point out about the Harry Potter lexicon commentary is they take the Aurors office very literally, as in, in the text, it says they hunt dark wizards. So as they were answering these questions, they were like, well, of course you wouldn't call the Aurors. It's not a dark wizard. It's just a crime. But, it's not a dark wizard. But then the love potion thing says to call the aurors so dark dark magic maybe i don't know dark table magic yeah well Well, this exams are out exams are out i i didn't pass but you know what they say yeah um that tests don't matter tests don't tests don't matter yeah they 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 really teach to the test at hogwarts uh yeah they sure uh, do and uh and I'm, I'm, i'm i'm that's not how that's not my philosophy no no our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. You can check them out on Bandcamp. Huge thanks to them for letting us use that as our theme song. Uh, if you like the show, you can always check us out on Patreon uh, for just three bucks. You can get all of our bonus episodes. We have uh, our Fantastic Beasts review. We have our uh, research into the Satanic Panic of the late 90s. We have more episodes coming soon. We also have our Let's Plays of the wonderful Harry Potter PlayStation game. Uh, if you leave us a review on iTunes, that is always a huge help. And Liz, what are we reading next week? Next week, we're reading chapter 17 called Cat, Rat, and Dog. And chapter 18 called Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. <sighs> and if you are if you are like us, if you're like me, uh, who is now searched for this PDF and is like scrolling through it and like getting really into it, like, <laughs> I know that it is not technically Harry Potter you know a, a book but it is still related and i that, beg you I, that does not count you cannot do not everyone no do not if if you come to me and say i took your advice i read another book and it was the 252 page <laughs> pdf that are the the standardized <laughs> test uh from the jk rowling website that does not count you don't you don't get credit for that uh so I, Zero I, points. You know, I'm reading another book, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and log off and and read um, the World of Warcraft novel uh, by Christy Golden that came out I recently. Read, I, hey, I read that too. We're gonna talk about that off air. We're gonna have a great time talking about a different book, and and you are all <laughs> not invited. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Makes ocean rolls seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise